Material Components. Episode 45, Summit at the Bulwark. Greetings, and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Argoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. How you be? Pretty, be pretty good. We be good. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Yeah, party time. Let's do it. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I am Olivia. I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I am playing Sid Eberlite, Half-Elf Rogue. And I am Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And so we find you all now, with me asking you the same question I do every time, before we get into whatever this ends up being. Do you remember what brought us here to the summit at the Bulwark of Bone? Subwork choices. Like, broadly, or... Oh, specifically. I mean... (laughs) Do you remember what happened last time? Let's put it the way I always put it. As to not confuse you. You you. confused us, yeah. We're easily (laughs) confused. You should know that. We have a a system. We have a strict regiment in which things are done every time. This will go so well. (laughs) Uh, So, last last time, specifically, uh, we entered the bulwark of but we were allowed to enter the bulwark of bone mm-hmm. courtesy of the warlord well um what a dick good good friend pyre scale yes <laughs> good good friend pyre scale the landlord if you will <laughs> he's the the tenant who thinks he owns the place <laughs> steward of the valley But yes, you were um, met by the grand procession of the fire dragon Pyre Scale himself and his accompanying tribes of kobolds, which seem to have joined forces with the hobgoblin legions, the goblin and bugbear shock troops, the, the centaur marauders, the lizard folk, uh, and the enslaved ogres and giants bound here at the the bulwark of bone itself. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Um, and after some playful banter between everyone's <laughs> favorite <laughs> drunk idiot, Darren Dunn, and everyone's favorite asshole dragon pyre scale, um, we did encounter the uh, warlord of the bulwark of bone. Uh, who is um, <laughs> also an albino hobgoblin. Yeah. Oh, shit. What an odd coincidence. Oh, oh, weird. It's not, it's not good. I'm sure all. it happens all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. At least twice. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are so wide right now. I'm just not happy. There's another bug in my room. I can't tell if that's a metaphor or not. But yeah, anyway. There's another bug in his room. It works two ways. <laughs> yes, you were indeed in- <coughs> introduced. Apologies. 
you were introduced to Warlord Null Nine Lives, the mm -hmm. ruler of the Legion of Bone, the warlord who had presumably put together this massive battle-ready army here in the Drylands. What war they are hoping to prosecute, you still do not know. She cheated. That's what's up. <laughs> we shall see. Because, yes, one unfortunate um, result of that meeting was Grawl realizing that the item which he believed to be his forge bond, the, the Manica of the Warlord, did not call to him in any way, shape, or form as it once had. I've been mad about that all week. I just Are you feel so no. bad. <laughs> well, I suppose oh, you're going to have to do something about it, aren't you? Uh, new king, new king. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, yep. I guess okay. Yep. I'll be the only one who talks. Uh, yeah. Then we were led inside to a conspicuously empty room for all of us to just sit and stew in. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm really, really or, fast. Yeah. Sorry, uh, the warlord who doesn't fucking like me for some reason. So this that's good. <laughs> Just suddenly remembered that. Mm -hmm. Something about um, the jar of shear, I'm assuming. Yeah. Probably. It's probably nothing. It's fine. <laughs> you do not know yet. Yeah. Sure, we'll find out. Maybe Perhaps um, doesn't like your haircut. That's Pounds. gotta be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. My haircut is adorable. <laughs> How could anyone dislike me? I'm amazing. Now you're talking like <laughs> Grawl, okay? Um, um, but yeah, Cherish uh, and Sid snuck away. Uh, we were followed by Darren Dunn. Snuck? Well, we walked. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have to was the point. Like, we yes. didn't have to sneak. Yeah. Um, Although I should, I texted Olivia this afterwards, but like I, I should have been more like confrontational with Darren Dunn. Like, what if we had been sneaking off to like go make out or something? Like, is he nasty? Right. Jeez. We don't know. We don't know. Um, but what was revealed was that he's making sure I don't die because he cares. Maybe that is about your dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, Darren Dunn, the strange, drunken half-elf from Fair Aimsir, apparently the only representative they could spare. I'm literally spare anyone. This dude just snuck out. Well, yes, he seems to be under the impression that he was the only one capable of making it away from Fair Aimsir for some reason. Yeah. yeah. More on that later. But yes, he recognized. Uh, young Mr. Emberlight here as the son of Lucidian Lyodon, an elf of some renown in the city of Fair Aimsir, as you've been slowly discovering. Mm -hmm. And this, this man, this Darren Dunn, claims that the elder Sidian is a friend of his, and by proxy that means he wants to look out for you, and by extension your friends. Okay. That is <laughs> that was his claim anyway. Yeah. It's, his, it's drunk Uncle Darren, man. 
Drunkle Darren. Drunkle Darren. God. But yes, in sneaking around the bulwark of bone, quote unquote, you just walking, just walking. casually <laughs> doing the sights. <laughs> you discovered that any room you had access to was indeed conspicuously empty of anything, really. And the places you were allowed to go seemed to be of no real note. Mm-hmm. Though you did not explore the floors above and below as you are being kept currently in the keep at the center of the bulwark of bone. Yes. Girl only gave Al only gave me fifteen minutes, so Al, Al. No, thank you for adhering to that. I yeah. <laughs> yes. As Grawl goes under the pseudonym Al, and Sid has now begun calling himself Horatio. Yes. Well, he already eh, that doesn't matter anymore at this point. <laughs> we shall see. But yes, you all now find yourselves in the same waiting room you had been before with the other members of this summit. There are the four of you, Mayor Ezekiel Von Zorovich of Blue Gulch, the Lord Mayor Horace Mason and his two bodyguards of Stormhaven, the prime speaker of a place called Zonot Zero in Lake Quelio, some sort of underwater city, and her name is Brine Lady Lenado. There is, of course, Alris Axehart, King of the Dwarves, and her two bodyguards as well. Mm-hmm. There is Darren Dunn, the drunken half-elf. There is the strange archfey, Oberon Greenvane, who has mm-hmm. not really said much, but has had a few pointed reactions to things that you have found disturbing so far. <laughs> and there's the one... Yeah, of except course. for laughing at the butt joke, which which actually like brought him brought him down a little bit, like made him a little more approachable, <laughs> slightly. It's a work in progress. Yeah, and then of course there is Pyre Scale, in his strange humanoid dragon form, standing sentry near the door, seemingly unmoved by any of you except for the presence of Darren Dunn for some strange reason. As they have been trading barbs ever since they've seen each other. Yeah. I mean, out of character, I have some idea, but who knows? Well, we shall see. Darren also keeps staring at me, which is weird. You've caught caught him looking once or twice, yes. Yeah. But as the time passes, you know that you have about eight hours until <laughs> you are expected to be what? ready for the summit. So I put it to you now. What do you do to fill that time? Uh, well, one thing I know, like what I, I want to do is like, it's probably going to be more of the same, but I do want to go to the other floors that I have access to at okay. some point. Well, you have reconvened now near one corner of this large open room that seems to have once been a training room. It has a deep open pit at its center that is ground with sand at its bottom. And that is where Lord Oberon stands. Over off to one corner, we have the Lord Mayor of Stormhaven. Basically tucked into one corner with his two bodyguards, fully armored knights standing just before him. Off to another side... The Dwarven King, the Prime Speaker, and Mayor Zeke have convened and are discussing in low, hushed tones. And 
Darren Dunn and Pyrescale sit near the door. Well, Darren sits while Pyrescale stands, staring at each other intently, as though ready to go for each other's throats. So the four of you are back together. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think Cherish says as much like, yeah, the rooms that you're allowed to go in are pretty much just as empty as this one. And, you know, they don't stab you immediately if you walk towards the door you're not allowed to go in, so... Which is a plus. Big plus. Yeah. Did you go downstairs, upstairs? Where'd you, where'd you go? We have not done that yet. My guess We're is it's going to be a lot more. Yeah. Uh, my guess is that it's going to be a lot more of what we've seen already. Empty rooms. Brawl, hmm. is there any place... Mm that might not be that? I don't know. Where You said you know this place. Yeah, I mean, you could go up and that's where the warlord usually is. But you wouldn't want to go up there anyways. Grawl, you would know that the main throne room of the warlord, when there is a warlord, is at the top level of this keep. It is, in fact, open to the sky. Metal as fuck. You sort of. I was just going to say that's, that's really cool. I super want to yeah. go up there. <laughs> you sort of expect that's where the the meeting is going to be. Brawl um, specifically. Uh, if you had to guess, that's probably where it's going to be because that seems okay. like the hobgoblin thing to do. Mm-hmm. Display of power and survey yeah, all their yeah. lands and their might. Yeah. The fifth level also consists of a large feast hall as well. Where the, and it's sort of like a feast hall slash planning hall. It's where the warlord and their prelates can meet and discuss battle plans. The fourth floor, just above you, should be uh, quarters for assorted officers and higher ranking members of the Legion. The floor you're on is training rooms, equipment rooms, uh, places for members of the Legion to train in specific types of battle mastery. Uh, there are rooms with very specific training apparatus that you know exist in this floor, which apparently Cherish and Sid saw none of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All got moved somewhere. Might be outside. The floor or below you... The rooms were not allowed to- should be barracks for the Legion of Bones specifically. Uh, Most of the rooms consisting of bunk rooms where uh, battalions would be sorted into separate rooms. The lowest floors are the mess halls, the kitchens, uh, smaller storerooms for battle gear. Uh, You know the outskirts of Uh, This area, each of the towers is associated with a different craft. There's the Smith's Tower, which has all the smithing gear. There's the Armorer's Tower, which has all the, like, leatherworking and uh, clothing crafting. There's the uh, Devastator's Tower, which is where, like, the Arcanists of the Legion do their studying. There is the... uh, the Tower of Chains, which is specifically where enslaved creatures are kept. And 
the last tower is uh, the Tower of Pain, which is reserved for prisoners and punishment. And sexy fun times. Nope. You would also know that there is several sub-basements to this keep. Um, that's where you lived. There's a warren sort of below the keep itself that stretches back into a natural cave system that leads puppies. back into the mountains. Not, not puppies, no. Uh, some of the hob- like, the, the, the groups of hobgoblin pups are kept in the warrens beneath the keep. Puppies! Nope. 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 The bitey. Very, yeah. You get to experience them very quickly, and then you're dead. <laughs> hey, Grawl. Yep. Is there, like, secret passages throughout this place? I could tell you, but then I have to kill you, so... No, I don't know of any secret passages. Okay. <laughs> I know. Good. I thought we were going to fight. That was. <laughs> no. I was really worried. There's, for a, you, there's but, a pit uh, right I was, over there. I was going to ask if yeah. anybody wanted to spar. I mean, there's a, a shortcut outside down to the, the lowest level. Was the window? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the joke <laughs> I'm trying to make. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is it you're trying to accomplish while you wait? That's. Excellent question. I mean, Grawl's gonna go exploring. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck all this shit. Read, not read. Grawl wants (laughs) to know what's up. My house. So Grawl leaves. Yeah, I'm going too. Anyone else? Anyone else? I mean, Sid, you're already out there. Cherish, going along. Tirza, guard the boy. Who? Who? Are you talking about Sid? Maybe. Or are you talking about the mayor? <laughs> the boy. He's not the boy mayor. I'll be fine. Okay. All right. Anyone else? Just Cherish and I. I mean, I feel like we should be sort of figuring out what is going on with all these. Um people uh okay um you talk to them and i will go talk to someone not in this room that's yeah, fair it's not like this is gonna take yeah. eight hours no it might take seven and a half we'll be back it's fine which leaves us 30 minutes to mingle come on mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's for the, the the happy hour so sid and tirza you're remaining behind i guess so or you can come with just saying So yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Party. Grawl, Cherish, what is your destination? I know where I'm going. I'm going downstairs. Yeah, let's go down. How far down? I want to visit uh, a specific room. My old room. Okay. If it's still there or not. So... You head down to the Warrens beneath the keep. That is your plan? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, As you move out, you are marked by 
Hobgoblin eyes, legionnaires guarding the doors, mark your exit. They watch you as you move. Cherish, you would already know where the stairs leading down are. I mean, you would all, because you walked up them to get here. Mm. This is true. Moving down to the second level, it is remarkably quiet. It seems as though this place has been mostly emptied of hobgoblins, though there are a, a few stationed at doors here or there, but as opposed to the floor the meeting room was kept on, there is not a hobgoblin guard at every door. Hmm. Interesting. Perfect. Peeking your head into one or two of those unguarded doors, you see that it is just bunk rooms. Hmm. Seemingly unadorned with uh, chests at the foot of many of the bunks. Any door that you try to move through on the second floor that uh, contains a guard at it, you will be stopped. If you wish to move down even further into the first floor, it is mostly one large, wide-open room that is a mess hall and a, a mustering room. Here, there are almost no hobgoblins posted. You can see that there are two at the doors, but otherwise, this place is mostly unguarded. Grawl, you would know that the the way down to the Warrens is actually out to the side of the fortress. You actually do it from outside to get below. There's no sure. way that you're aware of that leads directly from inside the keep to the Warrens. So, moving outside onto the parade grounds, you are marked by more Hobgoblin Legionnaire eyes. There are arbalists on high places with those wicked-looking crossbows. They stare down at you keenly as you move across. Though none of them move or speak, at least to you. Um, do I see anyone out and about that we might know? Oh. Uh, I mean, there might be one or two that you know. Yeah, I don't know anybody. Mm -hmm. But I okay. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for Grawl's looking for people. Is the what's the weather like? Are we? Is it like overcast out here? No, it is oppressively hot sunny? and dry. Uh, nice. Excellent. Which is a like weird sense of humor. Weird contrast to when you look straight up, you can see the dark rim of the outer storm cresting the edge of the, the storm wall above you. So it's this really sudden dividing line between like dark, dark storm and bright sunshine. Huh. It's nice to be out of that room with no windows. And it is just oppressively hot as the sun is nearing its zenith. Hell yeah. Grawl, moving around to the entrance to the Warrens, you see that it is guarded by several hobgoblins. Uh, mm. There are two legionnaires and one that resembles the the caster you saw before on Bulette Back, a devastator. Cool. They are guarding the entrance to the Warrens, and if you try to press in, they will stop you. All right. Fair oh, enough. dang it. Seems as though they're not going to allow outsiders to where the kids are being kept. Uh, That's probably a good policy. No, oh, I'm looking around. It's fine. Anyways, uh, enjoy your day. Uh, lovely weather. Uh, Grawl, if anything, as you're moving around, you're getting some very dirty looks from all these other hobgoblins. Like, they mark you and they don't... I mean, they don't recognize the person you are illusion to be. 
but mm-hmm. they recognize you as a hobgoblin who is not marked as part of a legion, and that is immediately dishonorable. Yep. And my yellow hat. That certainly doesn't help. Yeah, just stupid khaki hat. <laughs> Goofy ass hat. Oh, wonderful. Anyways. Well, all right. Well, um, I didn't need to see that. Anyways, ugly place. Smells weird. Where would you like to go, Cherish? Mm, well, I mean, the only place left to go is up. Mm, I mean, yes and no. We can all look out around here. There's, there's like houses and like huts and tents and war, like war tents and stuff out and about, right? Outside the walls, yes. Okay. Because the did the portcullis close behind us? Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. It was actually closed okay. after you went inside, so you weren't outside when it closed, but it is closed now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess we can go up. I don't. Hmm. Sure. Why not? Let's let's tempt fate. That's good. That's great. <laughs> Meanwhile, sure, just like, back in the meeting room. We're allowed to. Sid, Tirza, is there anything specific sense. you're doing? Um, Sid doesn't really know what to do with himself for eight whole hours. So I guess now is a good enough time to reread the Adventures of Horatio Amberlight. Okay, so you set your pack down, rifle through it, and pull out yeah. this old, sort of dog-eared book that you've been yeah. carrying around for effectively your whole life. Yeah, it's been a while since I've reread it, so. Okay. You are, you delve back into the adventures of Horatio Emberlight, his stalwart sidekick, Wotan of the North, his... uh Fierce love interest, Riza the Red. The uh, his continuing battles with the the terrible necromancer slash death knight Lord Dust. Hmm. And as I'm getting suspicious looks from Olivia and Elliot, uh, that happens. So Tirza, mm-hmm. anything yeah, you would like to? you would like to accomplish? I am... So is everyone kind of still keeping to themselves, like their own groups of of people? No one's like, no one else is mingling? I mean, the people that seem amenable to mingling are mingling. That being Mayor Zeke, Brian Lady Lenato, and the dwarves. Yeah. The, The Lord Mayor of Stormhaven seems to have no interest in talking to anyone. The Archfey, Oberon, is just kind of humming lightly to himself near the edge of the pit. and That's creepy. <laughs> Darren Dunn seems to be, like, slowly falling asleep. And every once in a while, he'll just, like, <clears throat> and, like, look up at uh, Pyrescale with a muttered, fuck you. <laughs> He's the best. He is my favorite. <laughs> Um, How do I play as him? <laughs> <laughs> you, you die, Reed. No. <laughs> um, I will go. Yeah, I mean, I'll go over and see what uh, Zeke and uh, the dwarves and 
uh, Brian Lady Lenato are talking about. Okay. Walking up on their conversation, they are discussing the uh, the situation that occurred at Blue Gulch. Actually, uh, Mayor Zeke is t- regaling all the po- all of them about oh. the. Uh, he's doing it in a much much less grandiose fashion. Actually, okay, that's good. Oh, wow, yeah. I didn't know he could manage. Uh, he's embellishing here and there, but mostly he is talking about it in strict very precise terms, especially for the, uh, the access of the dwarves. They seem to be like, get slightly confused when he tries to speak in metaphor or simile, um, or try to exaggerate things. But he is talking about how one of the realm scars and he uses that term, uh, began to spread. Mm hmm. And how that's never happened before, and how thankfully uh, Zenerva had sent some of her selected heroes to seal the the realm scar and save the day. Don't call us that. That's the, uh, that's the term he uses. Yeah, yeah. Bubble. And uh, as as you approach, you're hearing sort of the end of this story. Um, He's omitting anything, really, about the cult uh, that he is aware of. And as you approach, uh, Brian Lady Lenato will give you a uh, a cautious sort of acknowledgemental nod. And again, she has those weird crab appendages up over her shoulders, crisscrossing in front of her chest. Um... And the the dwarvish king who had already given you a firm pat on the back not one night ago will nod at you, like, very impressed at what you've accomplished. Uh, yeah, I think Tirza will just kind of, like, ease into the group. And um, I think if the mayor says something about us being heroes like while she's there she'll just be like oh god please don't mm. um <clears throat> and the dwarvish king Alris Axehart will say don't be ashamed of what you are girl it's not <clears throat> we didn't It wasn't great. (laughs) Um, God, why am I? I'm a regular person. Why is the character I'm role-playing so awkward? (laughs) Uh, It was... I'm glad we were able to help people, but it didn't feel heroic. And Mayor Zeke will give you a, a smile and like a, a firm clap on the shoulder and say, might not have felt like it, but right as rain, it was a heroic act. Mm. I'm just oh, I glad am... I could do my small part to help you find adventurers towards your goal. Uh, I will like full on shrug off the hand. <laughs> I'm just imagining him being like, not that he knows this, but like, 
Oh, well, uh, it is true that when they were sneaking up to the compound, Tirza here did just straight up murk dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it wasn't too heroic then, was it? <laughs> His name was Bruce. He had a family. <laughs> it was all very sad. <laughs> no. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is. I mean, I'm. A, that's why we're all here. Uh, has any. anybody else been experiencing. like what happened in Blue Gulch? And King Axeheart will sort of nod her long. Uh, braids that end in those bladed circlets will sort of jangle against the ceremonial armor she's wearing and she'll say, aye, we've heard some troubling reports uh, mostly from the Amberfell mines south of Fort Verge, but we've not actually confirmed any of those So <clears throat> Report reports of hmm, snow, unseasonable weather. Unseasonable weather, perhaps, but not snow. No. Uh, strange noises in the night, uh, livestock mutilations. Uh, the rumors were scarce as we were passing through Fort Verge, but there was talk of flooding, which. Makes no sense. Yeah, I... Both of the scars that we went to, it, there was snow and ice. And also strange noises in the night, and also... And devils. <laughs> Brian Lady Lanata will say, it is possible that they have dug so deep as to hit the water table. Perhaps some pressurized pocket, an aquifer of some kind. And the king of the dwarves will just shrug and say, that wouldn't explain flooding through a whole region. Perhaps a single mine, but not the whole area surrounding it. And the mayor will shrug, not really knowing what to say to that, because he has yeah. no experience where that stuff is concerned. Uh, but the prime speaker will then say, We have had precious little in the way of planar interference at Lake Quelio. There was some unseasonable weather several months ago, but... That passed rather quickly, and she'll turn to you, Tirza, and she'll say, We believe we have you to thank for this as well. Uh, y yes, we did close a realm scar up, up north as well. This was reported to us as well. We thank you. Unseasonably cold water can be extremely damaging to our subjects at times. Well, of course, I'm 
I'm glad we were able to help. I, uh, and Mike, stop me if I'm wrong. The, did I know about Zonot Zero? <laughs> no. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. <laughs> there are rumors of, like, underwater cities and stuff in Lake Coelho, but they are completely unsupported by anything you would know firsthand. Uh, yeah, so I think I'll say as much and be like, hey, mythical Atlantean person, what's up with that? What up with it? Uh, uh, she will explain that Zonot Zero is a, basically a deep sink in the center of Lake Quelio, where the crescent, that big island in the center the interior of that crescent actually goes way deeper than the rest of the lake. And oh. within those depths is an entire city called Zonot Zero. Interesting. And, yeah, she talks about it a little bit sadly, but it's really tough to get a read on this person's emotions. She doesn't really emote all that much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she keeps alluding to, like, experiments and projects and, like, a lot of work that's being done there. Huh. Interesting. Um. Yeah, Tirza is fascinated by that, but I think it all kind of goes over her head. Hmm. But yeah, she's referring to a metropolis that you didn't know existed. Yeah. Can we speed run through girls and mine stuff? Because I want to get back and talk to her so bad. <laughs> You're welcome you to leave anytime you like. Since... No, I have to see. I have to see all of it. Okay. Meanwhile, I mean, okay. Grawl and Cherish are moving up to the fourth floor of the keep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here, you are blocked at a great many doors. It seems these are the private residences of officers of the Legion. And as such, you are not allowed passage into their rooms. That's That makes sense. The few rooms you are allowed into seem to be kind of loungy social rooms with uh, big fireplaces, long tables. Um, you see that there are lifts in these rooms like social rooms that girl you would know go down to the kitchens so food ah. can be like just lifted up into the officers messes Terrific. Uh, there are a few off duty officers here that will eyeball you as you enter uh, there will be like one near a fireplace just like flipping through a book seemingly reading it there will be another pair in an officer's training room that you're allowed in that are dueling with what looks like freshly sharpened swords. Very cool. It seems as though they're dueling to the first blood. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Should've got it. Uh, you see none of the, the caster classes of the Legion here. It is all just martial officers. Okay. Hmm. I wonder what that means. Oh well. Up here you also see more and more uh, heraldry of the Legion itself. 
down below it was it was around but it wasn't as intense here it's very much like above every door there's a particular like battalion sigil along with the legion standard um you don't see any of those uh modified heraldic sigils with the crimson skull uh but for one or two times in rooms that you're absolutely not allowed in that also makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is where we cool, keep all the cool shit. You can't go in there. It's got a pool table and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. I and a jukebox. You probably haven't heard of billiards before. A pool table. No, no. Here, in, in, it's called pool. <laughs> and you got trouble right here yeah. in the bulwark. Yeah. <laughs> trouble with a capital T in the right stands for P in that rise pool. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> While moving wow. through the keep, you have also not seen any of the white-robed figures. Okay, I was going to ask about that. And you are stopped before before going to the fifth floor. It seems okay, though you're not allowed any farther sense. up. That does yep. track. All right. Well, the map's all filled out. So, uh, do you have a map? No, it's a. It's a Did you get a map? My, no, in my my head, oh, in your, my brain. Your brain. I Got just it. know where stuff is now. Cool. Can you tell me what the bathroom is? Yeah, it's actually on the floor that we're uh the, the keep that we're being um corralled in. Uh yeah, if you oh. go if you take a right just mm. outside the door and then mm. you keep going and then it's a left. Corral, do you actually go to the bathroom? Uh yeah, you can just um, if you if you want to just head back, I'll, I'll, I'll we'll yeah, I'll tell you where it is down there. Okay, thank you. Cool, excellent. Grawl, do you actually go to the bathroom? Grawl's gonna go to the bathroom. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, just checking. So that happens. Yep. Meanwhile, Cherish, mm-hmm. you head back to the meeting room. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Grawl, Cherish, you're probably gone for about an hour. In the meantime, Sid is reading, mm. and Tirza is making conversation with some of the delegates. And Cherish, when you walk back through the doors, we probably, like, lock eyes, and Tirza just gives you this, like, please come help me. <laughs> Roger I w- that. I, like, I want to make it clear, I don't come out of the bathroom. Okay, then what do you do in yeah. the bathroom? I'm just... I don't want to hear about that. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Well, you Jerish, do in the bathroom just, is between just, you just... and Magoobliot. Hey, uh, Jerish, <laughs> just go, uh, I'll, I'll meet you back in the room, okay? And oh, I'm no, that be, was, I'm that be. was what, no, that was, I, that's what I figured was happening. Yeah. Jerish was yeah. just like, yeah, I'll tell you where the bathroom is. I'm going to go back yeah, into the room because I don't yeah, need perfect. to wait for you to pee. <sighs> yep. You weirdo. So I'm yeah I'm not going back to the room. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying Great. to say. Well then, what are you doing? Uh, time to go exploring. Invisible. Okay. All right. Well, mm-hmm. at least I'm not culpable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you leave the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give me a stealth roll at disadvantage. Oh god damn it. Because you have to open a door that is actively being guarded. 
Oh, there's guards outside the bathroom? Literally every door on the third floor, which includes where the bathroom is, has a guard in front of it. Okay. (laughs) You're still doing this. I know, I am. Uh, My god. I forgot about the guards. Reed forgot about the guards. Uh, Mm -hmm. 11? Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, with the plus 20 you get from invisibility... uh, Yay. The guard definitely looks quizzically at the door that opens on its own and then moves inside the bathroom once you've crept out. So he's going to figure out really quickly that you're not in there anymore. God damn it. <laughs> you stupid fool. <laughs> you already, y'all are not around to see this, okay? I'm I being know. stupid on my own. I know, but it's still annoying. It's great. So, it's so good. Grawl, what do you do? Fuck. I, I'm going to drop invisibility. Okay. Hey, Just wanted to check and see, make sure you're doing a good job. Good work. <laughs> So you drop invisibility in this hallway where there is nobody around mm-hmm. until the guard exits the bathroom and sees you. I... And he'll say... Oh, is this the bathroom? Yes. Can I use the bathroom? You were I just in there. Mm-hmm. No, I really have to go. Give me a deception check. <laughs> Ooh, this is good. Poor guard. Uh, That's a twenty-one. Twenty-one. He'll like look back at the door, look back at you, look back at the door, (laughs) and then just sidle back to his post and like grab his spear with both hands as he watches you walk into the bathroom. Thank you for a second time. (laughs) Or was it? (laughs) Or was it? (laughs) He just had the weirdest sense of deja vu. This is the last time I take a double shift. (laughs) Uh, Picked a wrong day to stop sniffing glue. (laughs) Can we call it a deja vu? No. What do you do in the bathroom once you're in there? I didn't want to do that. You failed your stealth roll. You don't get it. (laughs) I didn't fail my stealth roll. The door failed me. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to like give it like 30 seconds and then walk back out. Okay. Nice. Doing anything else? Nope, gonna go back to the room. There's too many guards, and I don't want to burn another spell slot. Okay. Uh, (sighs) Ah, fuck. (laughs) Cherish, you go back to the room, and you see Tirza being surrounded by people who want to talk to her. The worst of trials. Yeah, especially for Tirza. Um... (laughs) (laughs) This is, this. you guys, this is literally the worst thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Tirza, while you're talking to Brian Lady Lenato, you will sense intense curiosity and interest from Sadagar. Me he, too. He is very curious about her. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely that's I guess <clears throat> that's what I was trying to convey is like I'm definitely trying to get as much like her to talk about herself as much as possible. I just don't know that I understand the like experiments and stuff. Well, she's talking about it very abstractly. She's not talking about anything specific. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, mostly she's describing a wondrous underwater city the likes of which you've never seen. Yeah, no, that's awesome, and I'm here for it. So, Cherish, eventually you join that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you are told about a city that you did not know existed. Wow. <laughs> 
because, uh, like, Cherish... I mean, Cherish knows that stuff lives in like Quelio, but like definitely, but probably like not to this magnitude, I guess. Yes, you were aware that there are like tribes of merfolk and like villages of sea elves in there. There are bustling communities in the waterways of the the Tempest Rest Valley, but you did not know there was a literal metropolis beneath the waters yeah. of the lake. Pretty rad. Oh. How long has your has your city been there? Does it does it predate the storm and the valley settling, or did you come here with everyone else? We arrived much at the same time as the other refugees to this valley. It is the old mage's grace which allowed us to enter. Interesting. And how how deep did you say beneath the surface you guys are? The lowest depths of Zonat Zero plumb to about 1,800 feet below the surface of the lake. Shit! No, she doesn't say that. Um, <laughs> But that's incredible. Indeed, it is a marvel. Our construction methods are quite wondrous. Um, I have a, a question, and I'm, I'm not sure how, how sensitive this topic will be, but I'm, I'm just curious. So <laughs> we'll elaborate on this more during the summit, but um, suffice it to say one of one year during the maker festival, we appeared in a version of the Valley that didn't happen or Happened a long time ago, maybe. I'm not sure if this is making sense, but we encountered some folks from beneath Lake Quelio who were... Some Kuatoa. Rough customers, let me just say. And when you say Kuatoa for the first time, yeah. Brian Lee Leonardo's face will pinch slightly in what looks like disgust. And she'll say, fascinating. Kuatoa are... Troublesome at times. Their obtuse arcane rituals, mysticism shrouded in zealotry. It is an yeah. infection. Okay, but they. Okay. They are like extant, though. Interesting. Indeed. Hmm. They exist in I mean the depths beneath the storm wall at the northern edge of the lake. I mean, I I knew about them before the trial. I, Correct. They, yeah. Hmm. The deep water caves, which run from the edge of the lake beneath the surface of the valley, they also claim at times. Hmm. Which is another thing you didn't know about. The fact that there are, like, underwater cave systems that stretch out from the lake itself. That's so cool! Grawl, where do you head after the bathroom fiasco? Yeah, <laughs> not proud of that, and I'm ashamed of myself. I'm going back. Okay, so eventually Grawl Damn comes it. back into the room as well. As you walk in, you have no choice but to walk past Pyrescale. His eyes 
that you've seen shift colors now. They went from this mm-hmm. like bright molten gold when you first saw him to these just like dull obsidian and red orbs as he stared daggers at Darren Dunn are now this just mm-hmm. like haughty red that have these dark little black circles at their center as he looks around. Can I, can I help you, friend? No, simply biding our time. Excellent. Can you just use the royal we? <laughs> yes. I love this, dude. Well, um, love what you've done with your hair. It's really working for you. <laughs> Big fan. Like, uh, like what you do. And his eyes will kind of scan you, and he'll sneer and say, Indeed, your own exterior is interesting. Yeah, how do you like my hat, too? Ah, yes. (laughs) Very fashionable. Thank you. That's what I tell everyone else, but they don't get it. Well, when you have something that can make you look like whatever you please, tends to be within any range of fashion. Excellent. Great. Yes. Well then. And you just, like, walk past him. You feel the heat rating off of his broken charred Internally. Yeah, Grawl is screaming fuck so loud on the inside, but it's fine. (laughs) Okay. The time ticks away. The hours slowly melting by. Sid, you're making progress on your book. Are any of you trying to accomplish anything specific? You just, we can abstract this time as much as you want. Uh, Yeah, I think, you know, after talking to... The, the Brian squad. Lady. Oh yeah. Uh, the important people squad. Uh, I mean, I think like Cherish will kind of like maybe. I keep describing this this prestidigitation thing she did as if it's like <laughs> a file that's saved on a computer, but like <laughs> I know that's not how that works. But just like maybe going over her notes again and. <laughs> like visualizing stuff with breasted digitation just to make sure she's all caught up. Okay. But yeah, that can just be abstracted. All right. You can just imagine her being a huge nerd. Uh, <laughs> while oh, you're doing you that, you might notice that every once in a while the attention of Oberon Greenvein will like flick over to any like visualizations you make with breasted digitation. If you ever manage to catch his gaze, uh, he will give you a his expression is very tough to read, uh, but you think it's like a f- as friendly as he gets smile. But again, all of his smiles look cruel and kind of menacing. It's like a, this is how I smile when I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like he doesn't quite know how to make his face work like people. Yeah, which is... Yeah, She's that's... not people. He's not people, so that makes mm. sense. 
Yeah, I think Cherish does does the like the awkward like, um, like, like I can't describe it, and the people listening can't see it, but just the like, mm, hey, like it's okay. the, f- the flat line face emoji. <laughs> yeah. yeah. After about three hours, Oof. you're past noon at this point. You might start to be getting hungry as breakfast was sort of skipped in the approach of Pyre Scale. Yeah. Mm. And you all hear Darren Dunn begin to snore. Pyre Scale will let out a snort and turn and walk out the door. Interesting. Eventually, Alris Axehart will say, all right, I'm hungry. Who's hungry? Yeah, I could eat. Yeah. And she will step outside and talk to the legionnaires and order lunch for everybody. And in short order, a trolley full of, uh, I mean, good-looking food, quite honestly. It's like, uh, it looks like some kind of roast bird of some kind. A lot of fruits and vegetables that you have no Ooh. idea where they came from. Is there dragon fruit? Of course there is. Oh yeah, I. <laughs> that wasn't on purpose. Which <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, I. It's what? just the first thing I wanted that came to mind that I wanted to eat. Does Pyrescale? <laughs> does Pyrescale have a writer that's like must have dragon fruit? He's just like the obnoxious <laughs> pop star. Only the green skittles. <laughs> he doesn't even eat Whatever the dragon skittles fruit. are. <laughs> He just needs them to be around to remind people that he is indeed a dragon. <laughs> but yeah, and you have a, a decent lunch. Uh, one of the Lord Mayor's knights will go over to the, the lunch tray that's rolled in and like gather up food, but the, the Lord Mayor himself will not come get food with the rest of you. Cherish what introduces herself shit. to the, the knight. Uh, yeah, what is his name? He does not introduce himself in kind. Um, okay, that's fine. Just like, hey, what's up? He will say, apologies, ma'am, and just like gather up food. No worries. And bring it back over to the Lord Mayor. Bear down. Okay. Anything else any of you specifically want to accomplish in the time you are given? Uh, <sighs> does Pyroskill come back? So- uh, as the time ticks by, no. Okay. Uh, I want to mentally check in with the lesser if he's around. Okay. Uh, the so, lesser will yeah. say, yo, what's up? Um, I mean, sounds like no news is good news. No army chatter or, you know, hey, are you guys ready for the big ambush we're going to do on all those idiots up in the keep? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kid. It's like I said. Uh, I don't think any of the guys, the 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 main army out here, really even knows that's happening. Most of them are just gathering here because the chieftains and captains and whatsoever's told them to come here. Okay. They're all and- really scared of those guys in the white robes. And all the guys in the white robes are really, really keen on keeping that warlord alive and in power. 
They okay. got some kind of magic that eh, honestly gives me the willies. Yeah, we did encounter... Um, we we encountered one of the white robe people on our way to Blue Gulch, right? Like, no, in our... you encountered a Devastator, which is like their fire mages. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. The so the white robe people don't have the Beulets, or not on the Beulets. No, they are always walking okay. around with a uh, small squad of followers... And they will always have one of those big banners with the scarlet skulled emblem mm-hmm. on it. Okay. Have you have you had eyes on the warlord at all since the parade ground? Nah. After that, I sort of split off. And I'm flying around these towers out here. Mm-hmm. They uh, some of the the walls they got out here would make some of the Higher-ups where I'm from, jealous. That's saying something. I yeah, suppose. damn right. <laughs> um, okay, well... Just be glad these guys don't have access to Demonicker. Um... That doesn't mean anything to me, right? Nope. Yeah, okay. But it sounds bad, so I'll just be like, sure. <laughs> That's... That sounds sounds about right. Um, okay. Uh, well, if you can get eyes on her before the summit and report back, try to do that. But if not, you know, just hang around during the summit and tell me if there's anything funky up with her. Sure. Like if she seems undead or something. <laughs> can do. Thank you. Anything else any of you want to do? Or do uh, Sid, time simply Sid, tick off? Those... What was I that called? Make this go by really, really quickly. Do you want to? Do you want to take a nap? Uh, I mean, you can if you want. I don't feel super comfortable sleeping with all of these people around. I mean, it seems pretty safe with all these people around. They can't hurt us, anyways. As we far as we know. Word air quotes. No. Uh, yeah, probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be able to sleep. You're, you're more than welcome to. Okay. I mean, I was going to knock you out, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, you were going to physically assault me. Gotcha. I mean, at, upon your request, yeah. You looked really bored. So. I, I am so bored. Can I we can make that boredom go by quicker. No, no, no. Okay. Right. Does seem was odd. I asked. Us sitting around like this eight hours. I mean, we're waiting on the old mage, and we, if you're having this discussion, it's pretty hard to hide the fact that you're having this discussion. That's fine. And Mayor Zeke will speak up when you say it seems odd, and he'll say, not if they're trying to bait us into a trap of some kind. They let us stew. We get bored. We do something stupid, and suddenly they have a reason to kill us. <laughs> kind of where I was going with that, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And um, that, that, or just like, hey, it's their place. They want us, want us to feel like they're in control. They can make us wait as long as they want. I, mean, I thought we were waiting on the old mage. I mean, we probably are. I don't know. 
the warlord did seem very genuinely agitated when she told us what time we were having the summit at. And I suppose it's all of our faults for showing up a little bit early. Though, admittedly, we did not know the precise time of the summit either. Yeah. It's not specifically mentioned. We didn't know we were going to have to, you know, sleep outside for a whole day anyway, either, so. Yeah, I mean... The most powerful people in the valley, or some of the most powerful people in the valley, this is nice. And the brine lady will say, The old mage has many constraints to her time. I know, she's very busy. <laughs> Her duties to safeguard the valley take precedence. I mean, when... Just... Mike, like, time-wise, when did we find out? I don't remember, like, about the uh, whole summit thing. I don't remember how many days it's been. Ten days. Like, ten, ten, yeah. ten days. Yeah, I imagine they kind of were planning on doing something else with their time other than a summit for us. Yeah. War, maybe. And peace talks when you're planning on full, like, full-scale war is not exactly according to plan. Yeah. So, you know, reasons. You wouldn't happen to know, and I kind of look around, I mean, you wouldn't happen to know who they would want to be invading. Yes. Yes. And I mean, um, the I mean, the like... mayor will cough and yeah, <laughs> say it's a th it's a thinker, Sid. I mean, we did intercept a little bit of a hint where that is concerned. Did we? Uh, this is Michael not remembering. Uh, oh, was that? Oh, Sid, it's the the you know when we. You know, uh, you have you got a note saying that the hobgoblins were going to be. We found on the ground, we... completely away from <sighs> any person, a note unrelated <laughs> to yep. any 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 hobgoblin. The only it's... one you have ever seen is me. <laughs> so. Yeah, it seem it seems like this amount sheer amount of of foot soldiers and. Just legions in general seems a bit overkill for for Blue Gulch. It's overkill for and, literally everywhere in the valley. Right. Oh, I mean, I was gonna like point at the mayor and be like, I mean, <laughs> maybe <And> not. <laughs> he'll hold his hand to his chest and say, "Well, I am flattered by that notion." I do think that the sheer number of folk assembled out there would be more than enough to bring little old me low. You would need a few more wolves. Like ten, maybe twelve wolves. At least ten. Yeah. So, so is that something we should... Is that something we're bringing up? I mean, we brought it up to the old mage, and then the old mage set this whole thing up. So, maybe it already has been brought up? Mm. And if not, mm. I'm more than willing. 
Yeah. Hey, I mean, it would be a good plan on the old mage's part to have some sort of peace talks right when they're about to yeah. press into a different guard. territory. Yeah. Sure. Oh, I don't know. I think that's part of the problem, is that none of us know. Yeah. Alris Axehart will nod her head, and uh, Lady Lenato will not react really at all. She seems implacable. The yeah. Archfey, who's been overhearing all of this, has no real response, though mm. he is definitely following the conversation, his head turning towards people who are speaking. Ugh. I just, I, I feel like and Darren they would have had storm. they would have had to have known that they would, they were going to have to deal with the old mage at some point. Right? Like, there's no, oh, there's no way around it. I think they thought that maybe they were going to. I mean, like Al said, this amount of people and the different types of folks gathered here is unprecedented. Maybe they thought they were going to be able to get a little farther than the last time that the Legion tried this. I don't know. And Brian Lady Lenata will finally speak up and say, On a purely numerical level, if they succeeded in conquering most of the valley, there is actually little the old mage could do. I mean, if she intends she to keep the valley safe and whole, most of her energy is expended towards that purpose. Yeah. Right. I mean... <laughs> We know better than most that she's not omnipotent. Mm -hmm. And a, a voice from the corner will say, What? Oh. Me just uh. Uh. Oh, finally joining the conversation? Who is this? Horace Mason Horace sort of Mason. pushes. The idiot mayor. Oh, God. Sort of like leaning out from around the knights, and he'll say, what do, you, what do you mean she wouldn't be able to stop them? She's just one person, my dude. But, but she's the old mage. She's... Oh my god, this is the whole problem. I've been trying to tell her for the past, like, three years. She's busy keeping the storm from killing all of us. Like, that's 100% her job. Surely she'd have some kind of contingency to stop this sort of thing. I think we're standing in the middle of the contingency. Yeah, you are, are in fact part of it. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, you are part of it, and you are being yeah. trusted as part of it, which... Well, what little blood was rushing to his cheeks as he became flustered is quickly draining away, and he is ghastly pale. So, you might want to, like, do you need a do you need some paper and a pen to like write some stuff down while you I mean we have like another six hours, so if you yeah. want to like prep some stuff. And point of it's fact you have about notes. four hours left now. Yeah. Mm. I'll, that's what I say then, because I would know. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh he sort um, of just wilts and shrinks back behind his knights again. Okay, you, great you, talking you, to you. You hear a low like <laughs> oh, damn. Is his face powdered? Uh, it definitely looks that way. 
God, and he got <laughs> pale from that too. What a tool. Didn't blend it very well. Nope. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway, the grown-ups are talking, so no, I don't want to say that. Uh, Back to your cowering. <laughs> oh, to be 19 <laughs> again. Yeah, right? It's very, it's a very powerful thing to do to pretend that you're 19 again, <laughs> and that you're no, actually someone you. who's important and can affect change in the world, and you hmm. know, aren't ugly. I think his entire goal is just not to just spontaneously combust. I mean, same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, but he shows it way worse. Uh. Anything else you wish to discuss specifically before time ticks forward? Is I there mean, any way of like, having like a hushed conversation without other people hearing? It would be maybe near impossible. Yeah, I just wanted to like ask it, if we're all on the same page vis-a-vis -vis what we discussed last week. Like... Oh. <laughs> Oh, wowzers. Uh, I will say this much, uh, Reed. Sorry, really? Like, mm -hmm. random acid reflux. I'm sorry. Um, you could have a whispered conversation, but it would be obvious that you're having a whispered conversation. Oh, uh, and that doesn't look good. No. It's not a good look. In... Uh, fine. Be talking about... <laughs> Boys. <laughs> I'll talk about boys. about boys. Let's talk about boys. Let's talk about Honestly, Jet. There's so talk many boys jet. we could be talking about. I mean, Sid, wouldn't you rather be talking about Valor? I mean, how's yeah, he doing? Can... You didn't think about him? Uh, maybe <laughs> a bit. Why? What do you mean? I'm just trying to get off the subject of my oh, sure. failed relationships. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have I have plenty of those uh, on my own, so don't worry about it. I've never failed at a relationship. Uh, but what? <laughs> All zero of them. Yeah, perfect uh, track record. <laughs> uh, I well, okay. So sorry. Before I had like the worst out of the blue acid reflux of my life. Um. So we did have a like you know in person discussion just to get all of us out of character caught up. Are we operating under the assumption that we are all caught up with each other in game, or is that something we would have to do? I mean, I'm assuming you could do that over the course of these hours. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you could be as oblique as you want in terms of keeping personal secrets, though. Yeah. Yeah. Cherish is probably just going to say, like, nothing about my shit. <laughs> We're focusing on the valley shit, just yeah. so everyone's aware. <laughs> Are people talking about because you know before when we were waiting outside, uh, just any discussion about what's going on with the rifts and the valley was generally not a good idea. Are people talking about that now that we're just yes in a room? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. They're using terms like realm scar and like planar disturbances and gotcha. Uh, um. Some of them are giving you any... all quizzical looks because they know that, like, whatever happened with you during the Maker Festivals is somehow wrapped up with all of this. Right. Or at least they suspected. Do we, Do we see anyone else with pocket watches? Uh, uh, like, out and about? 
the you uh, if you like take time to study people, you can see that uh, literally everyone except for the bodyguards. Okay. Uh, huh. Actually, Darren Dunn cool. does not have one. Yeah, that's, that's fine. It's probably because yeah. he lost it. <laughs> Okay, he probably <laughs> pawned it for drink. Uh, yeah. But yes, Mayor Zeke has one. Uh, the Lord Mayor Horace Mason has one. The uh, the Archfey has one, like tucked into a uh, a belt pouch. Mm-hmm. You can just see the silver chain of it dangling out. Uh, you can see that uh, King Axeheart has one at her belt, and you can see that Brian Lady Lenato actually wears her around her neck. Cool. Oh, I just want to make sure everyone's kind of on the same page, like on that. Yeah. We drop. Oh yeah, we, the rift keepers or whatever. Yeah, we didn't see one on Pyre Scale though, right? And he also hasn't come back. If Pyre Scale has one, you did not see it. No. Okay. Probably, Probably would have melted. In him. So. He ate it. He's like the crocodile from Peter Pan, except dragon. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, so we know, so we know that the, um, uh, near Strathheim, south of Fort Verge is flooding. That yeah. seems like pretty bad. It's like to the northeast of Strathheim. Honestly, it's closer to Blue Gulch than it is Strathheim. It's just harder to get there from Blue Gulch. Yeah. Cause yeah. of the mountains. Cause the mountain range. Yeah. Makes sense. And uh, that, that is the realm scar that presumably Valor's dealing with. Valor and Cam yeah. are dealing with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Judah's there too, right? No, or you do not no, know where Judah is. We do not know where Judah is. Okay. Judah's That's doing Judah stuff. We mm-hmm. could not Judah find him. Is Judah. Um, Being badass. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I mean, it'd be weird if this one was also opened to part of hell, because there are so many planes of existence. But I guess I mean, Jewish. Have, yeah, it doesn't have Jewish, to be a, a hell. Right, but yeah. Cherish will mention that there is a river in hell, so. I don't know. And the <laughs> the king of the Srothheim dwarves is definitely just like, oh, that's troubling. Yeah, it's uh, no, I don't think she would know that it like can not like quote unquote connects all of the layers. I don't think she would know that. Uh, that would be common hell knowledge was that the river okay. sticks flows through all the layers of hell. Okay, yeah. So she's like, yeah, I mean, it goes through all of them. So. There's no telling which one it is. I mean, if there's no snow, then it's definitely not, you know, Stygia five or eight. Kenya, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And but, uh, the Lord, or not the Lord Mayor, but Mayor Zeke would definitely say, well, let us pray that the river Styx is not flowing openly onto the material plane. That would be a true <laughs> Armageddon. Yeah. Fingers crossed on that one. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um... And then is there any is anybody talking at all about the uh the one near um uh Stormhaven the one that's nope. to the west uh, but or to t- be fair the only person who might know about it is cowering hiding in the <laughs> yeah okay. fuck that dude I hate him I don't like him it smells weird uh yeah the uh, King of the Dwarves said they passed through Stormhaven on the way here, but they didn't hear anything specific about any Realm Scar or like anything weirder than all the weird stuff that happens in Stormhaven. Yeah, yeah it's a weird place. Uh, especially according to the Dwarves, Stormhaven is a very weird place. Yeah. Um, 
all right, can I go over to Darren Dunn and sort of kick him up to wake him up? Sure. If you kick him at all. <laughs> oh, it's you. Hello, yeah. Horatio. It's fine. You can call me Sid. Um, Great. Cool. So, uh, you were mentioning something about Farames here. Um, what's yeah. going on up there? Uh, it's, it's bad. Like I said, I was going to talk about it at the summit thing, so uh, I'll do it then. Okay. Do I have Well, to... we got like I'm just trying to I'm trying to get a, a gauge of like how bad the valley is right now. Uh what are the worst parts? Try and figure out um Okay. Well, here's a bit of a spoiler then. Anyone who tries to leave Fair Ames here turns savage, wild, crazy. Huh. There's like a whole area around the city that's just gone berserk, and anyone who leaves the city gets caught up in it. But when they're in the city, they're fine. For the most part, yeah. I mean, they're a bunch of people bottled up in a city, so they're not fine, but. But not affected by whatever is happening. Whatever it is out there, yeah. That's interesting. How did you get out? Like I said, I can do some stuff. Uh, I can do magic. That's like a thing I can do. So I used magic. Okay. <laughs> do you want? I can't really like show you in here, but I can do Wait. magic. It's like my thing. Like I pull out a, a deck of playing cards. Like what? Like show me. Is that what you're talking about? And he'll like. Reach out a hand card. from where he's sitting and like give me give me the cards. Okay. And he'll like see the cards. Yeah. And then he'll just like make them vanish. Okay. And he like yeah. holds up his hands and like rolls up his sleeves. And then all the cards come spilling out of his sleeves when he rolls them up. <laughs> <laughs> And they'll I say, love him. Ah, oh, shit. No, it wasn't supposed to be like that. Um, I can see how you got out of there. Sorry. What yeah. Display? It's, actually, it's actually a very apt metaphor. <laughs> when you think about it. <laughs> okay. Um, is there any particular reason you don't want to talk about it until the summit? Or you're well, just not feeling super talkative? I was told to tell the old mage, and seeing as she's not here, um, I don't want to have to, like, you know, explain everything twice, because I'm just really sobering up right now, and it's not doing me any favors. Would it help if you were more drunk? Yes. 100%. I pull out a, I pull out a flask and I hand it to him. Oh. There's probably some left in here. What is it you're handing him? It's whiskey. Okay, and he just yeah. downs whatever's in there. That's yeah, fine. There probably wasn't that much at, at this point. And he's like shaking it, and like the last few drops are coming out into his tongue. He's just like, oh, yeah, oh, that's the stuff. Straight from Blue Gulch. Mm. So one thing they do right in that town, that and the cactus juice. 
Oh, you've had the cactus juice. Oh, I've had the cactus juice. You seem like a, a cactus juice fan. I've only done it the one time, and it was it was intense. If it traveled uh, better, it would be my drink of choice. Gotcha. <laughs> I can see that. It doesn't travel super well, though. Yeah. You kind of need it, like, right out of the cactus. Fresh. Well, not right out of the cactus. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had it out of a here. trough. There you go. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If Jared is hearing any of this, she's just like looking at, like looking over her shoulder at Darren Dunn, like, "How the <laughs> fuck are you still alive?" <laughs> I think this is. I think I saw a wall of faces. Is that what I saw? I can't remember. Uh, you saw a person. You saw a barbershop quartet, and you were like, "That's a wall of faces." That's and what we it were was. like, "You need to sit down." <laughs> <laughs> what it was okay. Okay, <laughs> trying to remember. okay well back to the nap I guess and he'll look around and go hey where did Charbelly go uh, I don't know he walked out maybe he had to pee oh <laughs> uh, uh, god's help whoever I have to clean up that bathroom <laughs> Because he's a dragon and he has a lot of feet. Yeah. I... <laughs> and it's probably like on fire or something. Or like, a or like acid. Nah, wrong color dragon, mate. It's not. Yeah. He's a red dragon, so it's fire. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. That that thanks. Yeah, the acid would be from. That's <laughs> a that's a black dragon thing. Uh, okay. I need to have. Sid is just trying. Sid is just trying to walk away from this conversation. <laughs> Great. And he's sort of just like mumbling to himself, like kind of not even aware of the fact that you're walking away. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stealth roll away. Let's see. Um, okay. Uh, anything else? Any other conversations you'd like to have? I'm good. Yeah. Not with everyone around, but yep, I'm good. Okay. I mean, do you go somewhere to accomplish something, Grawl? No. Okay. I mean, you've been so successful. I wasn't not successful, okay? True. You were not killed. Right, and that's a plus in any mm. book. Anyway. As the time ticks on, uh, you make small talk with some of the other members of the summit. Um, occasionally, the uh, people inside will leave and go to use the bathroom or ask for some kind of drink or something, and it's promptly delivered. Eventually, the voice of the old mage will, in succession, enter each of your heads in the form of a sending spell. And she will ask how you want to be introduced. Not necessarily collectively, but individually. It's like, oh god... <laughs> And Cherish, she'll ask you if you wish to be introduced 
of Bator or of this world? Because that is your choice to make. Yeah. Our play. <laughs> I'm sure Maz is like, you know which one I want you to do. <laughs> <laughs> what would your dad say if he was here right now? Uh, Maz would definitely be of the opinion that being introduced of Bator will definitely, like, set a tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, like, wish to strike fear into the hearts of those around you, that might be the way to do it. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's the vibe I want right now, though. <laughs> uh, I d definitely of this world, and I guess Blue Gulch specifically, if I get a choice, but... I do think that she will specify as a surname the surname of her birth mother. Valmarad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm very curious as to what happens if that ha if that gets said. Cool. Mm. Same. Yep. <laughs> the Bator thing would just be like <laughs> like a cherry on the cake, I guess. The cake's on fire, though. What about the rest yes. of you? Um, Sid, Emberlite is fine. Okay. Say it just like that to her. Uh, yeah. Sid, Emberlite's fine. Yeah. Now, no, no, well, I can't really respond. <laughs> you have 25 I... words. <sighs> <laughs> okay, give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> While he's deciding... Counting. Counting. Cher Cherish, give me a piece of paper. Okay. Like <laughs> Intro works well. I'm sorry, Child I, I lost chunks of that. But I think my intro... Okay, so... Uh, Tears a Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm is how you ask to be referred to. Hey, it's technically not my full title because there would be some it's about being an auger bearer, Jara Sheer, yeah. Sheer, and like all that nonsense. Okay, nah, do the full name, Grawl. What about you? Simply Al. I mm. uh, oh fuck. I don't know. Um, let's go. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, did Pyre Scale already knows. So, stoop Grawl of No Legion. Fuck it. Why not? Okay. Because there's no point in trying to deceive anyone anymore. You don't know. Oh, I've got a sinking suspicion. I've got a really bad feeling. Let's just say Al of No Legion. Let's say let's go with Al. Let's go with Al. Okay. Sounds way worse. And Sid. All right. <laughs> uh, Sid Emberlight, the half elf hero of Stormhaven, and the champion of the people. Excellent. <laughs> 
Oh, my God. That's funny. From your hip, Stormpiercer will say, excellent. <laughs> glad I have your approval. Now, if you could just go championing more people, we can make that true. Well, as soon as we're done waiting here for another 14 hours, then yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. Are we hearing this out loud because because of Stormpiercer? <laughs> Uh, no, this would all be telepathic. Um, okay. The this message comes about an hour before the summit is due to start, mm-hmm. and it comes to each of you in turn. Cherish being the last one. As the time ticks closer and closer, it almost becomes a perceptible tick as the members of people of the rift keepers here who have pocket watches, which is a lot of this room are constantly like glancing down at them. The exceptions being the Archfey and Brian lady Lenato, who seem to just have an innate sense about these things. Uh, eventually within that last hour, Horace Mason sort of like starts pacing around near the back of this room. He seems just like agitated and nervous and he doesn't know what's happening here and he doesn't know why he's here. It's a good question. Why is he here? Uh, <laughs> Mayor Zeke would definitely look to the four of you to be like, do think there's anything you could do? I feel like if I talked to him, he would just become more terrified. I don't I think I should be the one to talk little. to him. Farewell. Those goes. Uh, in that case, Alris Axhart will walk over and try to, like, gently calm him. It seems as though she's had some interaction with him in the past. Um, and he will just sort of be a blubbering mess. Uh, she is trying to assure him that he is the duly elected representative of Stormhaven. He has to be here to at least witness this. Um... Feel and bad for him. <laughs> really, she just te- her advice ends up being just shut up and don't do anything. You're here to listen. That's you know, probably the best advice. thing he could do. Yeah, take notes for your corporate overlords. And he's like, kind of like nodding along, sort of blubbering as the hour grows near. It be at about six. Pyrescale strides back into the room. He looks straight to Darren Dunn, who has like now picked himself up and has wandered over to a uh, a place at the edge of the fighting pit where he's just sitting, his feet dangling into the pit, and he sort of Pyrescale snarls and then looks at the rest of you and says, "If you'll all follow me." We'll get this over with. Oh, Were you gone? Uh, <laughs> oh, did you leave? Oh, weird. I like that you've done a full 180 from being like, oh my oh, god, no, I'm Cherish terrified. Is, <laughs> Cherish is still on edge, but if she wasn't. <laughs> Following Pyre Scale, you were led up through the fourth floor that is now conspicuously empty of hobgoblins. The guards at all of the doors on the third floor are gone. This keep seems empty as you move up through two floors. Eventually you reach a wide 
looking to be ceremonial set of stairs that leads up and curves around in a spiral that splits to either side. Following the left-hand path, it leads up into an open square, essentially. It looks like uh, an open promenade on the top of this building. The sun is setting behind the stormlight now, casting weird lights that dance over the, the steel and brick of this place. There are huge braziers full of red flickering flames that are set to either side in a long hallway that leads towards a throne. The throne itself is made of skulls that have been worked with that coating of steel in the same way that the walls of this place are. The throne itself is up several stairs that lead to this dais that it rests on. At the bottom of the stairs, you see the gnarled elderly figure that seems to be the highest ranking of these strange white-robed figures that had accompanied the warlord before. The warlord herself sits atop this throne. Her large, curved lance just held to one side, her manicured left hand clutching the armrest. Sitting on the stairs leading up to the throne, sort of lounging, his eyes closed, but his mouth smiling in a wicked grin, is the Nilbog, his hat sort of jangling from side to side. <laughs> Great. And standing in front of all of that is the projected image of Zenerva Arkantol, the old mage. As Pyrescale leads you up, you can hear the clatter of armor behind you as armored dwarves and the bodyguards of both the King of the Dwarves and the uh, Lord Mayor are left at the stairs as you head towards this central dais. They keep a uh, about a 30-foot perimeter from where this meeting is happening. They stay relatively close, but not on top of what's going to happen here. And Pyrescale will walk forward, smile at the old mage, and bow deeply in front of her. And he'll say, Zanerva, it's a pleasure. The old mage sort of just like looks at him with not disdain, but definitely just like she doesn't have time for pleasantries like this. <laughs> X's. And the warlord from her throne fires lighting her from the front, her red eyes gleaming in the twilight, weird flickering multicolored stormlight the lightning of the outer storm flashing above you all will say can we finally get this started and Zenerva will nod and say welcome to all of you I hope your journey here wasn't too fraught with danger 
the valley has become a far more unpredictable place in the last few months. So thank you all for making the time. And she'll go about beginning to introduce everybody to everybody. First, she'll move over and, like, kind of shift so that everyone's sort of in a wide circle, semicircular in front of the throne. There are no chairs presented to any of you. You're just standing around, staring at each other in a loose circle. And Zenerva will say, You all know me, of course. I am Zenerva Arkantol of Orth. You, of course, know our guests, our hosts here, the Warlord, uh, Null Nine Lives, was it? And the older Hobgoblin will step forward and say, You speak to Warlord Null Nine Lives, Null Twice Dead, Null Maglubiet's Chosen. High Warlord of the Legions of Hobgoblin and all goblin kind. Conqueror of the storm halls above us, the fire keeps below, and the ice fortresses of the Jarls. And Zenerva, seemingly unimpressed, will say, Of course. <laughs> King Ulrus Axehart of Ancoris, King of the Srothheim Dwarves, Prime Speaker Brian Lady Lenado of Ravnica of Zonat Zero. She'll look over to Darren Dunn and say, Dezel Darren Dunn of Toril. Melpyronix of Ancorus, she'll say in front of Pyrescale. She'll look to the four of you and begin to introduce you. Sid Emberlight. <sighs> Hero of Stormhaven and champion of the people of Ancorus. Al of No Legion from Ancorus. Tears a Cloakbearer, child of the Outer Storm of the Jarashir of Ancorus. And Cherish Valmarad of Ancorus. And Sid, with your per passive perception as high as it is, you Ooh. would see Darren Dunn suddenly go rigid. At the mention of Terish's last... Yes. You would also see Pyrescale reacting visibly. <laughs> Giant thumbs up. <laughs> oh my god. And she'll turn to, at last, the Archfey. 
And of course, Mr. Goodfellow has chosen to come in the guise of deception, as is his way. And Oberon Greenvane will say, Ah, of course, there's no fooling you, the Nerva. I apologize. And Oberon Greenvane's face will split into that wicked smile again. And as his form begins to melt into a small, maybe like five foot six man dressed in bright yellow, loose fitting, uh, deep cut shirt, some, mm-hmm. uh, bright blue pants, robin's egg blue, black calf high boots, and a feathered cap, he will doff it and say, apologies for the deception, but, uh, Lord Oberon does, of course, send his regards. And everyone is taken aback as they see this tall, stoic, elven lord melt away into this strange other archfey. And I think it is there that we are going to take our break. And mm-hmm. when we return, you shall all meet the, the true prince who is in your midst. That's why he laughed at the butt joke. That's why he laughed at the butt joke. That tracks. From the Journal of Atticus Carter, dated 7th of Ember, 521 AV. It's happening today. For all I know, it's happening right now. Their little meeting out in the desert. To think that my organization poses such a threat as to gather so many primals in one place at one time. I would be flattered if not for the implications it had for our work. I assume most of the major players will be there, but in all honesty, I do not have a firm grasp on exactly who will attend. All that matters is that my agent is in place. I have already received assurances that they arrived in a timely fashion. The information they gather could be vital for what is to come. And if the opportunity presents itself, who knows? If the old mage reveals her true self, the odds are slim. But you never know. In that circumstance, our agent has their orders. Of course, my true curiosity still lies in these individuals becoming known as the Threadless. They are clearly agents of the old mage, at least for now. But their greater purpose in the grand scheme of things remains to be seen. If I can learn their identities, our partners from far afield would be greatly pleased. My expectations are low, but who knows? Our agent might get lucky. We shall see soon enough. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had gathered finally for the summit at the Bulwark of Bone. They were being introduced by the old mage, being told the names of strange places they had never heard of, like 
Orth and Ravnica and Toril, and a mm -hmm. weird world called Ancorus, upon which we may find ourselves even now. And then, when finally it was an Archfey's turn to be introduced, the old mage saw through his shit as she is wont to do, and revealed Lord Oberon Greenvein to maybe not be him so much. And with a, a third. with an aggravated sigh, the old mage will say, And of course, Robin Goodfellow of the Wilderfane. And Robin Goodfellow, the strange, mirthful archfey, you still think, he has the weird triple-pointed ears. His eyes are this robin's egg blue, just pure without pupil. Will bow deeply, his hat taken off, and he will straighten back up and say, You know, Venerva, that's always something I've liked about you. Just cutting straight through to the core of the matter. And Zenerva will sigh and say, so, is there a reason that you denied my initial invitation and instead chose to show up in the guise of your master? And Robin Goodfellow will say, Well, you know, of course, Oberon would never be so rude as to uh, turn down your invitation, but could not make it himself, so he, he sent me in, your st in his stead, and, well, by the time you asked me, I had already agreed to do that, so... I was coming anyway, just in for him I am here, not representing myself, but Lord Oberon, of course. And Zenerva will just, like, even her projected image will pinch the bridge of its nose, and she'll say, Very well. And... The warlord will stand up from her throne of <laughs> metal-burnished skulls and mm -hmm. say, What is the meaning of this? Who is this imposter? And the old mage will hold up a hand and say, This is one of the Archfey of the Eastwood, Robin Goodfellow, also known as the Prince of Fools. He is here... On behalf of Oberon Greenvein. Is that right, Robin? And Robin Goodfellow will say, Just so. And the warlord seems a little confused by what's going on. She will take a few steps down, and that's when the, the nil bog will jangle up to a standing position and say, there's no need for all of that, then, Warlord. It's just a good friend Robin here. Nothing to fret about. And Robin Goodfellow will kind of brighten up at the Nilbog and say, Oh, Nilbog, it's such a pleasure to see you. Talk about exes. Jesus. <laughs> and the Nilbog will, like, shake his little jangly hat towards Robin Goodfellow and say, Nice to see you too, Pucky. Fucking hell. And they sort of just, like, smile at each other, and Robin Goodfellow gives him a little, like, wave with his fingers. I can cut this tension with a knife. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. <laughs> and the warlord will kind of, like, look between the Nilbog and look between 
Robin Goodfellow, and then just like feels like she has a reaction, but she is holding it back because of the Nil Boggs response. Okay. And the old mage will say, It really does not change the purpose for this meeting. We are here because the valley is in danger, and I am hoping those gathered here will aid me. As I am sure most of you are aware, the realm scars that occasionally appear within the valley have begun to worsen. Strange bleed effects have been occurring around the realm scars. They've been spreading their influence, consuming chunks of landscape, changing wildlife, bringing creatures from beyond this world here to harry and ravage those who dwell within the valley. And she'll turn towards the four of you and say, My agents have done an admirable service in closing two such realm scars, but there are still many within the valley, some of which are causing a great amount of destruction even as we speak. And she'll turn towards Darren Dunn and say, Dissel Darren Dunn, you have some report from Fair Ames here? And Darren Dunn, who's kind of like shuffled to the side and is kind of coming back up, his eyes still downcast, will say, Yeah, I wish you wouldn't use that name. That'd be great if you didn't. It's just Darren Dunn. It's just the name. It's fine. But no, it's you, you're the old mate, so it's, yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, uh, Fair AMC is pretty well fucked. Um, I don't know if it's got something to do with a realm scar, but it's some kind of planar pocket around that area of the Eastwood and just south of it is totally covering the city. Anyone who tries to get out is uh, changed. They've, they've become wild, crazed, taken with heightened emotions we didn't really get a good read on it because anyone who goes out and tries to study it gets taken by it it's a fever it's a, it's a mania I d I... the only reason I was able to get out was well and he'll sort of stare down at himself as though he's trying to come up with some legitimate excuse and Pyrus go say because you have no sense left to turn. And Darren Dunn will look up and say, Yeah, sure, fuckface, that's exactly it. Can we not? And Pyroscale will say, We are outside now, Dessel Darren Dunn. Perhaps you would wish to test your beaten senses against mine? Are we really doing this? Do you say that out loud? Yes. And both men will, or one man and one dragon, will turn to look at you. And uh, you can see that the expression on Darren Dunn's face is one of panic. 
and the one on Pyrescale's face is one of manic glee. That's not good. And that's when the old mage will speak up and say, Gentlemen, please. You can measure your dicks another time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Cracks in the storm wall, everyone. Like, really? I said dicks. <laughs> <laughs> that means you can say it now, Tirza. Oh, <laughs> can <laughs> as these two were sort of squaring up on each other everyone else had sort of pulled back away from the two of them but now that the old mage has settled them again because pyre scale will sort of just like in a haughty fashion just like <laughs> snort and turn away slightly from Darren Dunn and Darren Dunn will just lift up both hands in a mighty double bird towards pyre scale but not say anything else. Robin Goodfellow will be laughing off to the side, and the Nilbog will chuckle a little bit as well. And the Warlord will say, For once I agree with the old mage. What problem is this? It does not affect us here in the drylands. And the old mage will say, But that's not the only problem, is it? And she'll turn towards uh, Ulrus Axehart. You have reports from south? And Ulrus will nod and say, We've gotten reports from south of Fort Verge. The Amberdown mines there, or the Amberfell mines, I should say. There's reports of strange flooding, weird noises. They match some of the reports you've had from the other... <sighs> expanding... What do we call these things? And the old mage will say, We are going to call them what they are. Incursions. Something is tampering with these realm scars. Before, they were simply rifts, openings to the outer planes, other realms. Now they're being widened, focused, expanded. And Brian Lady Lenato will say, by this cult that you've been tracking. And the old mage will nod. And she'll turn towards the four of you again and say, these four have been monitoring the actions of this strange cult that has cropped up over the last few years. They seem to somehow be tied in with the expansion of these realm scars, or at the very least, their activity surrounds the realm scars themselves, or the destruction in which they bring. She'll turn towards Pyre Scale and say, the symbols they use bear a striking resemblance to your own heraldry, Pyrescale. And Pyrescale will sort of puff up and say, Can you blame mortals for wishing to model themselves after perfection? Oh my God. 
I tend to have that effect on people. And the old mage will say, But are you, in fact, giving them any aid or succor? And Pyrescale will say, Have they given me any tribute? Have they? You say that? Yes. And he'll look to you and say, If they could offer me enough to sate my appetites, then yes, I would gladly exchange them with power. But as of yet, they have not made an offer. Not one worthy of notice, anyway. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the old mage will say, Have they made an offer? And Pyrescale will say, Years ago, one of their ilk conjurer came to me, asked for access to my library, as if I would give him such a thing. Offered me souls, offered me bodies. <laughs> Trifles! What value has flesh to pyre scale? Atticus Carter? Yeah, what did this cat do? You, did he make any formal introductions? All you that mortals name sound the same to me. Yeah, it's going. But he looked like this. And his flesh will ripple and morph, and suddenly you see a very familiar face. It doesn't totally change, just like from the pectorals up, will just like mm -hmm. morph into the... I mean, it's a little bland, but it's still got the like the broad leonine shoulders and like the the really chiseled jaw and the, the mane of blonde hair coming down around his back of Atticus Carter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pyrescale will transform back and say, Such peedling offerings he brought me. I accepted those in exchange for his life. Fuck. <laughs> Holy shit. Um... Shut the <clears throat> Yes, that is Atticus Carter, who we believe is, if not the leader, then at least funding this cult. And the uh, the old mage will nod and turn to the group and say, Do any of you know of this individual or have had dealings with him? There's a general... Shaking of the head. And do you look hmm. to the the Lord Mayor? Yes. Um, yeah, because we do know that Stormhaven was like the last place that anyone heard of this cat, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm one hundred percent looking at Horace Mason. And when you do, you see that just like buckets of sweat is dripping off of his face. His nice. powdered makeup is running, and he is clutching at his left arm as though it is paining him. 
Motherfucker! <gasps> Motherfucker, show me your arm! Fucking... Holy shit. Sid is the one to notice this. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. Then, that then I don't good. say, motherfucker, show me your arm. Because I is... was under the impression that Cherish said that. <laughs> That's this is good. This is probably, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Lord Mayor. If I can call you that. And when you turn Party to address horse. the Lord Mayor of Stormhaven, suddenly all of these mythical figures turn to look at you addressing him as well. Hmm. And he will have this, like, wide, toady expression, just, like, bulging eyes out of his skull as you address him. He's like, uh, 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 and he'll, like, let go of his arm, and his hands will clench, and just, yeah, sweat is pouring off of him. His neck frill is beginning to droop slightly because it's absorbing so much moisture. Is but there anything you'd like to share with this council? And he'll like look with a panicked expression towards Alris Axehart, who was the only person to really talk to him. And mm. she'll just look at him with steel in her amber eyes and she'll say, What is this about? And he'll say, I, I have nothing to contribute here. I don't know. Uh, this p person, no. You're obviously lying. And Robin Goodfellow say, and not very good either. Yeah, I have tears, I can tell. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I have very high insight. Yes, you do. You do, I know. <laughs> One thing to note about this cult is that many of the members on their forearms have uh, an insignia burned into it. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Is that right? Is that something that you have on one of your arms? Um, no, I would never be involved with the cultists such as this. Unbelievable. Okay, here's the deal. We're going to find out anyways. So why not just come clean in front of everyone? And perhaps there'll be less repercussions. And the worst thing we'll do is cut that arm off. I'm really good at it, too. <laughs> the first thing Crystal says. <laughs> I need you all to give me perception checks. Sure. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay. Of course, that's my natural 20 for the night. Nice. <laughs> uh, 28 for me. 16. Uh, 22. Uh, 20. Dirty. You all notice Pyre Scale begin to stride forward towards the Lord Mayor as he is just damn near on the verge of losing bowel control in front of the four of you confronting him. And yeah, out of your peripheral vision, you see the molten form of Pyrescale stride forward, his shadow 
growing way longer than anything that should be cast by a humanoid of his size. It falls across all of you and Horace Mason, and there's just this malevolent heat that's rising up around you that has nothing to do with the large beers of fire. And Horace Mason will say, I, 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 uh, only once or twice, I, I, I've been made with Rulu once or twice, he, a great deal of money, you see, and uh, um, the co coffers of Stormhaven always need replenishing, and, uh, uh, um, Okay, he can't be here for this, then. I, like, I'm, like, looking at the old mage, like, he can't be here for this. And Pyre Scale will say, well, you heard the wormling. And he will what? let out a huge breath of fire straight at Horace Mason. No, wait. Uh. And this white hot flame will arc across the rooftop. What did you guys think was going to happen? <laughs> yeah. That's super not what I meant. <laughs> Darren Dunn and the old mage will let out shouts. Robin Goodfellow and the Nilbog will let out cackling laughter. Brian Lady Lenato does not seem to have a reaction. Ulris Axehart will fall back with a cry, though not necessarily one of dismay, more of just like, oh god, there's fire. Hot. And how much damage is this? So now we don't know anything. Great. Storytelling. You noticed him walk up, dog. <laughs> well, and I was trying to usher a let's put him back downstairs kind of action. No, your words were perfect. <laughs> he can't be here for this. <laughs> Hey, Pyre Scale, go fuck yourself. If you're gonna do what I say, then go fuck yourself. He's the only one worthy to do it anyway. <laughs> A greasy smear of blackened ash is all that is left of Horace Mason. For half a second, an enormous creature stood on the roof of this building. Its breath, that of the molten core of the world. When the fire dims and your eyes begin to readjust white spots on your retina, you blink hard and look around, and there stands Pyrescale in his humanoid form with a satisfied smile on his face. Okay, so any information we were going to get out of him is now gone. Thank you for that. And... The old mage is shouting as much. You idiotic old worm! And Pyrescale will turn and say, He was marked by them. For all we know, they were watching, listening. Yeah, so we could have just cut off his arm with the brand and put him downstairs. 
Now there's nothing left. Exactly. And he'll turn towards you with just like a fierce stare, his eyes that black on red again. Nothing left. <gasps> you dumb son of a bitch. You didn't even know that they burst into flames. He could be still alive right now for all you know. What do you and the old mage will chime in and say? They do not simply die when they are killed. They are immolated and transported elsewhere if the brand remains intact. You absolutely idiotic tyrant of a worm. So you've just destroyed our best lead. Uh, what else do you have to contribute? And Pyre Scale will just like... I don't need to take this from a little wormling who does not even know the skin that she wears. What? <laughs> and Darren Dunn will rush forward and get in front of you and say, Back off. He doesn't have to take this from me. I want to take it from him. And Darren Dunn will, like, look over his shoulder at you with one of his strange silver eyes and say, It's not the time. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. <laughs> Cherish has, like, thrown her hands up and is, like, pacing. And Darren Dunn is staring down Pyre Scale. And there's a moment of long tension. And then Pyre Scale snorts and say, I'll not waste my time on you, old wretch. And Darren Dunn will say, I've got one last fight in me, old fucking charbelly. You want me to waste it on you? And Pyrus will <laughs> snort and stride towards the warlord. And he'll say, that one broke guest rights. He was dead either way. No, you know, been yeah, questioned or whatever. And Warlord Null, who's eyeing the scenario, unsure of how to react, will just nod towards the dragon. Then she'll turn out to the rest of you. Specifically the old mage, and say, Apologies for that. <laughs> Understatement, sure. Yeah. So Cherish is like, okay, great, whatever. Zenerva, you said you you have agents in Stormhaven. Someone needs to go through his all of his belongings and his papers immediately. We can't... I will, oh God, I will get my people on it. Now. As quickly as I can, but we need to finish up here first. I know. I can't technically be in two places at once, actually. I know. Just... Fuck. And... Hey, Mike. Hmm? Do I know who would, in, in case of the demise of the Lord Mayor, who takes over the position? Who's, like, next in line? Give me a history roll. Oh, uh, cool. My specialty. 
Nine. Some other rich asshole, you're sure? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Honestly, it's probably it's probably already Atticus Carter. It's probably been Atticus Carter. Hmm. As you consider that course of action. Yeah. Okay, where were we? The old mage will turn back and say to the warlord, I was unaware of the Lord Mayor's affiliations when I invited him to this summit. I apologize for the need of his removal from these proceedings. And she'll say it like via kind of clenched jaw as though she's reading it from a script of some kind. Mm. Same, babe. <laughs> Alris Axehart will say, I'm sorry, I'm a little lost. He was the... working for this cult? Maybe. We're not gonna know. At least for a little bit. Are you Probably. saying the Lord Mayor of Stormhaven could very well be working at cross-purposes with us? Or was? Yes. Very possibly. Under duress or not. Again, we don't know. He was... Well, I mean, we do know. He said he was taking money from Carter. Right. Mm -hmm. That's true. Even if he wasn't directly involved with their rights, he was marked or... We can assume he was marked he was and was certainly them. yeah, funding them. And, and honestly, that's all it takes for him to do the bidding of somebody else. You can see that near the edges of this meeting, the two knights that accompanied the Lord Mayor are being surrounded by hobgoblins that you did not notice were okay, there. Good. They are wearing yeah. strange black clothing that is like tightly wrapped around their bodies and weird masks that look like dragon faces. <laughs> they look like hobgoblin ninjas of some kind. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Crawl, why aren't you one of those? Yeah, you're so lame. <laughs> uh, hey, your grace, just real quick. Those guys are so fucking <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, so what do we do now? Yeah, I, where were we? What were we like? What part of this conversation were we even in? The old mage will let out a shaking breath. It seems as though there is definitely a one to one response happening with this projected image. Like, there are times where she can sort of like turn off her emotions with this spell, but now does mm -hmm. not seem to be one of those times. Seems as though in moments of heightened stress, it sort of just like bleeds into a raw response from her, and it's acting that way now. And she'll say, "The the realm scars that are becoming problematic. We know of two of them for certain." Yes, um, I was going to ask if any more had popped up since the last time that we. There are many so more realm scars that have popped up. Many of them are able to be dealt with by the Rift Keepers, but the two 
The one near Fame, Fair Aimsir and the one near Amberfell are the two that seem to be in the worst condition at the moment. If there are others, I don't necessarily know about them. At least not yet. Understood. Speaking of the one near Fair Aimsir and Riftkeepers, has anyone... Has anyone tried to enter Fair Aimsir? As I told you a few months ago, any I had sent to investigate that particular realm scar had not reported back. I had assumed the worst. Right. And Darren, no one's arrived? And Darren will shake his head and say, Not, not since before the... Not since... The pocket. Yeah. I was going to say not since before the Maker Festival. Hmm. People left to go to, to Stormhaven, but no one has shown up since before that. And that's maybe when it started, we don't know. It, people in that town don't tend to get out much if they do at all. So then, I guess the question is, should we handle the realm scars, or should we look into this Lord Mayor business? What's the priority here? And the old mage will say, the priority is making sure that the valley is safe. At least for the time being, the situations at the Realm Scars seem to be escalating. I don't know the precise... Stormhaven ticks on. Even if their mayor was corrupt, they are... The city's not going anywhere. It's true enough. Yeah. And then Mayor Zeke will say, just because you don't see what's going on beneath the surface of that town does not mean things might not be a heck of a lot worse than you assume. Stormhaven is a hive of activity. Everything that's happening beneath the surface might be just ready to burst forth. We don't know. <laughs> and Zenerva will, like, seed that point and say, that's a fair point, but until we assess the situation at Stormhaven, we just don't know. This is all new. And Auris Axehart will say, and meanwhile, these realm scars, they're just going to get worse, right? Yes. Brian Lady Lenato will nod and say, Correct. The realm scars will increase in size and potency. Perhaps others will feed onto themselves. We have never had two realm scars interacting within an overlapping area of effect, but it is theorized that should that happen, something dreadful would occur. Planar disruption of some kind. It's bad. Yeah. 
happens. And the old mage will say, So we have to do everything all at once, then. Seems like it. Yep. I mean... South or north, like... I mean, if nobody can get into Fair Ames here, I don't know how we're supposed to... fix that one. And Darren Dunn will say, I could maybe get at least myself, maybe a few others back. I'm not sure. I've got my ways, but I, I honestly don't know if it'll work. Although we do know that the, the Realmscar that we know of is like, it's not in the city, right? No, it is south of the city. It is south of the city. Though so. only by like a day and a half. Yeah, so it could be within that, you know, bubble, I guess. Mm. <sighs> and the warlord stepping away from the throne further will come down to the same level as the rest of you will say, this is all well and good, but it in no way affects my legions. Yeah, I actually wanted to circle back uh, to what you, to you saying that earlier. Um, we did just close a realm scar uh, south of Blue Gulch that was spreading in every direction from it, both, you know, south, east, north, you know, all the directions. <laughs> and uh, definitely could have reached you guys at some point, and definitely was on its way to Blue Gulch. So if anyone were to have, I don't know, tried to go there for any reason, not sure what they would have run into. And Mayor Zeke will say, I think in all likelihood they would have run straight into hell. Yep. I was going to make that joke. Sounds about right, actually. You're right. <laughs> exactly what they would have run into. No matter how many of them there were. The warlord will just like look you up and down with a glance of just like, and who are you? Yeah, bitch, who are you? <laughs> oh, you didn't hear the introduction? There was the whole thing yeah, about the... The old mage mentioned <laughs> us. Don't actually no. say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> But she's used to talking to the old mage and kings and mayors and lords, and you're just some purple tiefling who's spouting off on her. Yeah, maybe I should have gone with Lady Cherish Valmorod of Batesmore. That probably would have gotten her attention, but <laughs> alas. And maybe next time. She will say, Our march southward will not be stopped. You're what? Oh, I wasn't actually talking about anything specific. Did you want to... The notices it? you recovered from our sortie may have told you our timetable, but they have not told you our purposes. Do not think that I'm our curious. vanguard going missing went unnoticed. I mean, I'm curious. You want to care to elaborate on it? We intend... To march southward, come Ember's End. Cool. Sounds like a fun trip. <laughs> and Blue Gulch will be our staging ground. 
kind of give the old mage like a look <laughs> like is this news to you and she seems to be very tightly controlling her emotions you see that mayor zeke has a hand on the hilt of his sword and is just staring at this and he is slowly taking off his sunglasses and folding them up and putting them into his breast pocket revealing his just like glowing crimson eyes and the old mage will say quietly your intention is to invade Blue Gulch and from there what? and the warlord will say and from there we will take the southern pass out of this wretched valley and be rid of you. And there's just a quiet that goes over the collection of people here. Any of you have any response? That settles it. Noel just said she's taking taking control of fixing the valley. It's great. If she wants a realm to have, then she can fucking deal with it. No, I don't say any of that. But Olivia says that. You're going to um, leave the valley. And Noel will just like continue to stare directly at you, her red eyes, not glowing in the same way the mayors do, but just the way that albinos have the bright red pink eyes. Yeah. And she'll say, There's nothing worth conquering in this wretched valley. And our I mean... god has returned. And he demands new territory to conquer challenges to be met new battlefields to be won and you're just gonna walk right into the storm if needs be we will conquer the storm as well <laughs> I kind of that's in character look, yeah <laughs> That's fair. That's fucking fair. Jerish looks at Zenerva like, I mean, this is kind of the best possible outcome. Like, if they're just gonna walk out in the storm and just all fucking disintegrate, then like, oh, that's great, but... And the warlord will turn towards you, Tirza, and say, You find this funny, cage keeper? <laughs> what? I don't... <laughs> Yes, there is, there is chaos, there is body-rendering, soul-tearing chaos out, out of, beyond the storm walls. There is magic, and there is power, and both of those things can be tamed. It would be... It would be a miracle for someone to survive outside the storm wall. So by all means, 
and she'll say, You require a miracle, then? <laughs> yes. And she will walk over and back towards the throne. The white-robed hobgoblin bearing the standard will shake his head, but she will thrust her glaive into his hand and he'll take it. And she'll turn around towards you and say, I am null nine lives. I am null twice dead. The first time I died was for revelation. The second time I died was to prove my cause to the legions. I have been promised seven more lives with which to conquer this world and all worlds. From here to Acheron. The storm will not stop me, and she'll lift up the manica, and suddenly a bolt of yellow lightning will course down from the outer storm, and she'll clutch it in her hand. In my head, I'm going to ask the lesser what he just saw. And the lesser will say, Oh, you're not going to like this. Shit. They got something. There's something up above the keep. It's something chained, some kind of creature. I don't know. And she'll say, I have the power to tame this storm. As she's like walking towards Tirza. All your people do is feed its power. All your people do is strengthen the cage. Tears is just going to stand firm. <clears throat> and she will, like, walk right up to you, and she's still holding this lashed lightning in her hand, and she'll hold it out to you and say, Come, child of the storm! Grasp the power you hold so reverently. I don't... <clears throat> Show us the strength of your gods over Maglubiet. I... <laughs> yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> Okay. I don't say it like that. <laughs> I need you to give me a constitution saving throw. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. <laughs> what if I botch this, you guys? Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> You're really good at botching. <laughs> How does it... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> How does a 23 sound? 23 sounds great. Wow. So I'm only going to take half damage from whatever <laughs> this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> how much? Uh, how much HP do you have? I have a yeah. lot. A lot. She does have a lot of HP. I have a lot. He's still rolling. <laughs> yep. I only have so many D sixes. I apologize. Um, that doesn't make. This is gonna be awesome. If this kills me, you guys, I'm peace. It's been fun. <laughs> what is half of fifty seven? Um. Oh. Okay. 28. Uh, 28. 28. Yeah. Rounded up. Yeah. Yes. So you take that much in lightning damage. Cool. But you grip the lightning. Mm hmm. And as you do, it changes from yellow to white. Yeah. And from somewhere above you in the cliffs, there is a bellowing, a of terrible pain. That's not great. And in your mind, Cherish, you'll hear the lesser say, they've got a storm giant up here. That was going to be my next question. I was going to be like, it's a storm giant, isn't it? And the warlord will just stare at this and go, <laughs> and then she'll turn and say, "You see, even the girl can do it. Taming the storm is not so hard." I it's not my. It's the snake thing is not my story to share. <laughs> if Tirza wants to pull the Andrew story, then she is <laughs> not my story to tell. I was, in fact, just about to say. <sighs> fuck, I'd like. Fuck off. I don't know how to. <laughs> uh, I am blessed of the gods in triplicate and blessed, especially, and beloved of Andrangini. Uh, of course I can tame this or, uh, it's not about taming the storm don't even get me started <clears throat> but harnessing the power of lightning is not taming the rage of the storm to believe so is naive and she'll turn back and what do you do with the lightning you're holding? Oh god, is it just in my hand? You're just holding a lash of lightning that leads upwards into the sky. And it is crackling and burning even as you hold can it. I, can I just do the, the like zip cord thing that you do with like uh, projectors? <laughs> you just like pull on it twice and it goes back up? Yeah, uh, if, you, if you release it, it just snaps back up into the heavens. Yeah, wow. I think I just like release it. Okay. Damn. Like it's nothing. So you all watch as Tirza, who was holding a bolt of solidified lightning for a solid beat, and uh -huh. like and then releases it back into the sky. Yeah. I mean, it fucking shoots out of her body sometimes. Like this is not <laughs> this is another day at the store. <laughs> uh it's a bummer that uh, it wasn't more damage, so I couldn't do all of my points of lay on hands. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I'm sure that would go over well if you did do, do that. Mike uh, frozen. I thought it was gonna like. Oh, it was good. So the warlord will turn back to her throne and move over to her high whatever her coterie and grab her glaive and say this changes nothing yeah i mean if she wants to you know kill herself walking into the storm then by all means but Mayor Zeke will say, but she is not using our city for a staging ground for her suicide mission. That's true. Mm-hmm. And she'll turn towards Mayor Zeke and say, and what could you possibly do to stop me? And the mayor will turn towards her with his eyes revealed and say, Oh, child, you do not know the things I could visit upon you. We will bear the marching of your boots on the outskirts of our city, but if you lay a foot within Blue Gulch, the horrors that you will see are far beyond your own reckoning. And he will, like, stride forward. Not even stride, he just sort of sweeps forward. And his eyes are locked on hers, red on red. And he seems to say, Do you understand? In a weird, lilting, layered way. Ooh, and she did not roll well on her. <laughs> <laughs> and the warlord will say, your city is meaningless in the long run as well. Keep it for all I care. Yeah. Careful, babe. He is the <laughs> land. He is ancient. <laughs> and the mayor will smile his broad shark tooth grin and say that's all I ask the old mage will look on disapprovingly seemingly aware of what's going on right now the nilbog will stare at what's happening and then he'll his eyes will just slide over to Grawl that's funny because I was going to say, I think Cherish makes eye contact with Grawl at this point and kind of like raises her eyebrows like, are you going to do anything? What's your play here, bro? And the Nilbog will like glance at the Warlord, glance at you, give a shrug. It seems to imply like she's just folding to this vampire. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah! Let's do Let's it! Let's fucking go. Let's rumble, baby. I'm right behind um, you. 
Oh, this is a nightmare. <laughs> I know, I love no, it so much. Kind of good. Uh, I want to make I I want to I want to look at the mayor first. I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I make eye contact with him. He he'll turn away from this with his smile, and he's like starting to replace his sunglasses when you look at him, and he'll look at you. And then like his eyes will dart backwards. He's not going to turn his head, but he'll look back to you, and just give the barest like shake of the head. Do it anyway. Take the hat off. <laughs> <laughs> You can see the broad smile of the Nilbog just behind the mayor. And behind both of them, you can see Ramul staring at this scene. An ashen-drawn expression on his face. He clutches at the, the banner, his knuckles white, staring at all of this, but... Seemingly, he can do nothing. Does he look relieved at the fact that they're not going to be marching, or is he... He seems relieved by the fact that they're not going to be invading Blue Gulch. Yeah. But ultimately, it seems as though he is following the lead of the Warlord. Hmm. From the side, Pyre Scale will say, If the hobgoblins want to lead their ilk to their death, I see no issue there. Darren Dunn will say, The fucking issue is that you've got a fucking army down there that could be doing something about this goddamn cult, and we're going to let them just walk off into the fucking storm? No, we're not. Now take the hat off. <laughs> Yay! And as you do, revealing your true form, mm -hmm. the warlord will take a step back, her eyes going wide. Ramul, the old priest, will eyes wide as well, staring at you. The Nilbog will let out a shrieking cackle and he'll say, Behold, ladies and gentlemen, behold, the battle-born of Magubliet, both here at the same time. The word of the conquering god has come true. We have the mind, and we have the body. And Warlord Null Nine Lives will turn towards you, her jaw slightly open, her eyes wide. And she'll say, They told me you were dead. It was. And 
and she'll say... She'll just nod as though, like, completely understanding everything you mean with just those two words. And... She'll say... Welcome back. It's good to be home. That's like she's just staring at you as if expecting something. That's it. Does it feel good? The gauntlet, the manica, is it nice? She'll look down at it and like clench it and say, I ripped it from their dead hands. I killed them. Every single one laid claim to it. Smart. Would have done the same thing. It is mine by divine right. I mean, mine too, but I'm kind of cool with you having it. Weirdly enough. And there's a cackling laughter from the Nilbog. And he'll say, <laughs> It's just as he said. Magoobliet. Nilbog will smile and nod. Awesome. I'd like to have a chat with him at some point. You're doing it right now. He can hear Excellent. you. He can always hear his favored son and daughter. I take it we have more pressing matters to discuss, too. I don't this know is... that we do. And Warlord No will say, none of that matters anymore. It's still marching out of here. And she'll look at you with a strange expression. And she'll say, Of, of course. You've, you must have seen it. You must have heard. Right? At night, when the dreams come, that's when he speaks to us. You must have heard. You must have seen. Which thing speaks to you? And she'll, like, point to the nilbog. She'll point up with the manica. Our lord, yeah. our god, our father. Right. The great general Maglubiet. Yes. We have much to discuss. You don't see it. There's something else. And for the first time, the Nilbog's smile begins to droop. What do you mean, something else? Something 
old. Something much, much worse. The warlord will stare at you for a long moment. Her eyes and expression moving from wonder to confusion to anger. And she'll say, You are dead to us, aren't you? Happened a long time ago. Her hand around the manacle will clench. You were warborn. What are you now? <sighs> I was going to say threadless, but I don't know. And the warlord will just take a few cautionary steps away from you. She seems to keep her left shoulder back away from you a little bit, as though keeping the manica slightly away from you. The hand with her halberd kept in front. She'll back towards the throne, eventually striding up those stairs, and eventually she'll find her way to rest on the throne, staring back down at you. And she'll say, Leave. The hospitality of the Legion of Bone is yours until midnight. After that, you will be considered trespassers on our land. Before I go, I would like the two of you to have a conversation. Nilbog, meet Mott. Just greatsword, floor. Do you just throw it on the floor or plant it? Plant it. Okay. And the Nilbog will begin to scream. Wide-eyed, terrified, he will begin to just wordlessly, painfully scream and run away from whatever it is you plant in front of him. The warlord will rise up, panicked, looking away after the Nilbog as it screams and runs. Ramul, the High Thurge, will stare and look to you and say, Grawl, what have you done? What have you done? I dismiss the sword. It does not leave. Go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the warlord will stare down at you, looking back to where the Nilbog fled, and say with a snarl, Leave! I leave. What do the rest of you do? I follow. Yeah, I do too. 
Can I can I have one last zinger? <laughs> Nobody's stopping you. Okay. You abandon him in the desert to die, and you think something else isn't going to take your place. Boom. As you're leaving, most everybody is following you. Robin Goodfellow, Alris Axhart, Brian Lady Lenato, Darren Dunn, the old mage's image, looks after you all for a long moment, shaking her head, and then she vanishes. Pyrescale remains standing in the center of this place. Looking bored. Sorry. But as you leave, you see he strides towards the center of this place. He'll turn towards the warlord just as you're getting to the staircase leading down. And he'll say, Until next time, little warlord. And then his body will morph, expanding, growing, the ragged red edges of his skin stretching, morphing, folding, sharpening, becoming jagged, hard scales of molten fire cracked with black. The horns of his head that swoop backwards, beginning to curl back around up like a frill. His head becoming this molten stone, beak-like protrusion of a muzzle. This gargantuan dragon that is beginning to unfold itself doesn't stay in this space because if it did, its body would break this building. Its wings create a gale of hot volcanic wind that sweep into you as you descend through the stairs. It chokes at you, the smell of sulfur and heat coming off of this dragon. It lets out a bellowing roar as it ascends into the sky and blots out the stars. And then it sweeps northward, back to its home. Darren Dunn will say, Fucking show off. He said, do you remember when Delilah was riding on him like he was a little pony? <laughs> I don't think I'll ever forget. What a dick. What an asshole. <laughs> how is how is Grawl looking? Yeah, hey Grawl, what's up? I'm packing anything that we've got. I mean, you had all of your stuff with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. We didn't leave anything in the room. Nothing. I would assume okay. you didn't. No. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I. I guess we have a decision to make then. Yeah, where where we're going. And the mayor will say, I think we can make that decision when we are well away from here. Yeah. And Mayor Von Zorovich will lead the charge down and away from this place. Eventually you find your way to the stables where your mounts are being kept. The hobgoblins will 
tersely hand over the reins to your mounts. Word seemingly having gotten there ahead of you, somehow. Magic, probably. I'm gonna need about ten minutes, or I'm gonna have to ride with someone. And Mayor Von Zorovich will say, you're happy to ride in the cart. Oh, right, okay. Mm -hmm. The dwarves mount up, and you can see that the whole stablery was, like, basically taken over by the 18-odd dwarves that still remained with the (laughs) double-decker bus that they'd driven here. So, like, there was a small little (laughs) squadron of dwarves guarding your stuff down here. As well as Big Gus, the mayor's bodyguard. Oh, yeah, how's Big Gus? We need to get out of here. He is more than happy to leave. Yeah. Brian Lady Lenato's two accompaniments, the weird lobster centaur and the strange blue humanoid are ready to go as soon as she appears. She will gather them up to herself and look to the rest of you and say, We have already spoken to the old mage. You will have the support of Zonat Zero for anything you may need. You need Thank to you. simply send us word. Thank you. And she will nod and she'll raise a hand and that big watery globe will envelop her and her companions and then as soon as they were there they will disappear, the globe sort of melting back onto the ground but leaving no trace of any kind of moisture. Mounting up, the mayor's coach, the dwarves' coach, your horses. Darren Dunn will leap up onto the mayor's coach and say, "Hope you don't mind if I grab a lift. My old ass is a little slow getting out of places like this." Uh, and how about your donkey? <laughs> uh, yeah, that too. Uh. <laughs> Before we we actually like go, um, crawl. Mm. Yes. Are you are you sure you want to leave? I can't take on a, all of these hobgoblins. I know. Pretty sure I just met uh, a sister I didn't know about, so that's kind of fresh. Um, yeah, yeah kind of had a family for like 13 seconds and then proceeded to uh, stab her spire of bones. So, bit of a weird day. Yeah. Um at what what time is it? Do we know till midnight? It's probably Roughly. about almost eight. Eight. Got plenty of time. If uh if you all want to ride ahead, I can catch up. There is someone I would like to talk to, but I don't know if he will talk to me. I mean we're not gonna leave without you. Yeah. Okay. 
not a chance. All right, we... but midnight, we are dipping the hell out of here oh, so yeah, quick. Oh, yeah, midnight, we're gonzo. My God. Yeah. Like, holy shit. And... We'll wait. Hey, who knows? He could be behind a locked door. That There's so many doors in here that are, like, guarded by dudes. So. That's true. Do you want yeah. us to come with you, or wait? Do I have my sword? Yeah. At all? Okay, cool. It finally dis it dismissed when I got far enough away from it. I assumed you took it with you. Okay, I didn't know if it, like, just, like, I had to pull it out of the ground. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. But it seemed to give no resistance. Lovely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to dismiss it as, as like, I think, okay. see if I can go back in. It will disappear, and going back in is maybe not what ends up happening, though, because coming out of the bulwark towards you is perhaps the person you're looking for, as white-robed Ramul. Having removed the, the stole and not carrying the banner will move towards your group as you're saddling up and getting ready to leave. You see this old, decrepit hobgoblin moving towards you all. The mayor sort of tenses up a little bit, uh, but Robin Goodfellow will say, Oh, don't worry about him, just some old priest. Shit, you're still here. Fuck. Yeah, uh, that's exactly the mayor's reaction. He's like, oh, fuck, y'all stay here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> good Jesus. Lord in heaven. Hey, good Lord in heaven. <laughs> Caressed on a cracker. And Ramu will sort of stand off, not necessarily get really close to the party, but he'll stand near the edge of the stables as you mark his approach. Um. I'll walk up to him, and uh, I'll kneel in front of him. And he'll say, You need not do that, Drawl. That's... No. Stop it. Stand. I'm, As you stand up, you're, like, suddenly you're taller than him, which is a sort of a new experience for you. And he'll just, like, brace your shoulders and say, Look at you. And this conversation's Where happening in Goblin, by the way. Yep. Oh, okay. I still understand. Anyone else speak Goblin? Yeah. Yeah, me. Yeah. Don't you say a thing. I'm not, I... Nope. Cherish might start crying, but, you know, who knows? I just the 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 gestures enough are enough to just be like Ugh. I'm sorry. You have nothing uh, to apologize for. Survival is not a sin. Where, where is Shoal? 
Where where did she come from? She You never saw her because she was treated much as you were. Not here. Far to the south, another legion. The Stranglevine Legion. But she was born here. She is warborn like you. Right. Your birth was an obvious one, though. You could not be hidden. When one of our kind is born during a mustering, they are warborn, they are marked. But the two of you are blessed, were blessed. Our gods return, and your birth heralded the coming. What? You left, and she came to claim that mantle. I was kicked out. I didn't leave. And I'm glad that you kicked me out. I wouldn't be here. They would have killed you. They tried to kill you. Many tried to kill you. Was she kept in a cage, too? That I'm sure it was worse. Yes. You were kept separate on purpose. It was as Grand wished it to be. He saw your birth as a sign that his that his mission was a just one. Is she going to be all right? She has killed any who would have her be otherwise. I can see that. But she believes... The visions she receives from the conquering god, I don't... I feel him now, Grawl. Maglubiet. He surges through, we priests, the thurges. But he does not grant us visions as he does her. She sees some great conquest that we cannot. Mm -hmm. Better her than me. I 
don't know. She doesn't want this. What is this? What what was that? You terrified the prophet. I don't know. You have claimed some power for your own. It was supposed to help me. Where was Maglubi at when I was starving in the desert? He was here, waiting for you. And then he screamed and ran away when I showed a sword. He'll look towards the sky as though waiting for something to strike him dead, and he'll say, Perhaps even the gods have something to fear. And I carry it on my back. Give everyone my best. I... It is time to go. There is something you should know before you leave. What was said by the prophet when he arrived, he spoke of the two of you, the warborn. He said you would be the conquering gods' generals, his last generals. That is your destiny. That is what fate has written for Grawl and Null. I don't know where your road leads, but that is where it ends. Will I get to come back here? I do not know. The conquering god wages his war on the fields of Acheron. Not the fields we know. Well, it was good to see you. Give him a hug he will embrace you. I can feel his paper-thin skin. It's that soft thinness of an old person's skin. His muscles are weak and frail against bones. This is a hobgoblin that has seen years and years and years and may not see many more. He'll say, be strong, Grawl. 
you may yet conquer this. <sighs> well, you know where to find me. Crazy chariot over there. Friends. Hey, we're going to win, okay? I'm too stubborn to die. You know that. Yes. And I turn and I leave. Okay. And he'll watch you go. As the carts roll out. You're accompanied by a drunken half-elf, a mischievous archfey, and a contingent of dwarves as you roll out of the encampment near the bulwark of bone. Sullen eyes watch as you leave. Goblins, bugbears, hobgoblins. Ogres, giants, lizard folk, centaurs, kobolds. If the lesser is right, none of them know what's coming. Yeah. They don't know why they're here. Or what is ahead of them. Where this warlord intends to lead them. I suppose they'll find out. But they will find out soon. Come hell or high water. Come mountains or storm. As you roll back out into the drylands, you see in the distance a sweeping shadow moving across the sky, wheeling to the north. the south, a cold wind blows up, some distant echo of Stygia reminding you of what you've done. You head eastward, striking directly towards the road that will eventually lead southward to the, to the Sun Pass Tower. As the carts roll away, we slowly pull back and back and back and back away from the dry lands, away from a failed summit, and we move towards Stormhaven, that bustling metropolis that never sleeps, the center of all things here in the Tempest Rest. Somewhere on its streets, a figure in a long coat stalks down an alleyway. will come to a door at the end of that alleyway and knock a significant number of times. A slot will open on that door, eyes will stare out, and the slot will close, the door will open. This person will be greeted in 
a voice will say, Well, is it done? And the long coat shedding off of the Leonin form of Atticus Carter, he will smile and say, Can you believe it? They killed him. <laughs> and I think it is there that we are going to end tonight's session of material components. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because as always, you can find us on Twitter at matcomrpg. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Um, also, before we left, I did instruct my automaton to make its way back down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and head back east <laughs> the way it came <laughs> to catch up with us. So we're all on the same page about that one. Check. If it's even if it even still exists, because uh, <laughs> who fucking knows? I can't wait till uh, we're in the middle of combat and it just arrives. Like, oh damn! I kind of forgot about this. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go uh, to Stormhaven, disappear, go somewhere else, do that entire mission, come back, and he'll be just arriving at Stormhaven. <laughs> oh fuck! I forgot about you. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, he, hey, he's not called the long forgotten Hank Montgomery for uh, nothing. God damn. <laughs> so that's me. Okay. Oh, did you say where we could find you? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that part. I got distracted. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. Uh, yeah, come hang out. Let's, let's talk about what a nightmare that was. And also, like, what, 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 what? <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at the Redimus. Um, yeah, girl's a sad boy. He's a very sad individual right now. So, uh, send me pictures of dogs, animals, fluffy animals. I just found a really awesome picture of uh of a chinchilla so that's that's where i'm at <laughs> um and i want all of you who are listening to do me a big favor uh if you could rate our podcast uh on whatever platform you are consuming it please do that um it's nice to get feedback um and it helps us out so yeah please do that it's true and of course, uh, we are beginning a, a new sort of promotion uh, where that's concerned, because if you include the name of an NPC in the uh, subject line of your reviews on whatever uh, podcasting service you choose to do that on, that NPC name will end up in the campaign at some point. And I ain't talking just like a walk-on like, hey, I'm Charles whatever. Um, this will be... It will be inserted into Jeffy. campaign, and yeah, well, look, Jeffathy is his own sort <laughs> of magic. Jeffathy is his own. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't uh -huh. even put Jeffathy on this level. <laughs> but poor Charles, whatever. Man, we barely knew him. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's how those Charleses go. Um, 
But yes, and of course, uh, please do that because it helps uh, spread the word about the show. And if it gives you a little bit of incentive to do it, then so be it. Uh, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at MKGurgoni, where I am more than happy to answer all of your questions about why I want to make all of my friends so, so sad. Um, you do seem to do that a lot. And he's good at it, too. That's the worst part. <laughs> well, it's not like any of us picked super happy, like, backstories. That it's, it's is on us true. A happy backstories are no fun. Honestly? <laughs> Make I'm going to play a brainwashed cultist. I'm going to play a sad orphan whose mom died. I'm going to play a guy who was beaten near to death and then abandoned in the desert. I'm going to play someone whose dad is the devil. <laughs> a devil. A devil. Just I don't know. <laughs> Honestly? Uh-huh. You could be doing more. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... Okay. I mean, you could always make it sadder. Cranking it up to 11. Um... Yeah. And Grawl can't taste ice cream. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest tragedy oh, of no, all. Oh, no, don't punish everyone else. That's... I was just talking about me. <laughs> Puppies Mod. in the world don't exist anymore. Mott no. like, <laughs> was, like, was like, bring me knowledge and the sensation of eating ice cream. <laughs> Anyways. And, of course, you can find our dear, dear friend Omatep on Twitter at NPC underscore AN, because especially when he is not invited to very important <laughs> transplanter summits, he is, of course, an important NPC. Uh, despite the can- sadness, y'all. What's that, Olivia? I was just going to say, thank God, though. Can you even <laughs> imagine? <laughs> no, no. Look, there's a reason he wasn't invited. Mm-hmm. He would sell his golden ticket to someone else. <laughs> well, God damn it. Sorry, Mike. I interrupted. As always, the world is chaos, it seems, especially these days. So please be kind to one another. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good night.